0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO episode thirteen. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast, Blessing, Eddie Oye, Junior.
1: My name is Alana Pierce. Now, Greg, God, that's my name, Kevin. Kevin Kevin at the Lord. What happened, Kevin?
0: (laughs) Kevin, (laughs) roll him again. Let me see him. Let me see him pop up here. Is it the We Have Cool Friends? Yeah, it's the We Have Cool Friends. Oh, that's
1: awesome. That's hilarious. (laughs)
0: your name is not alana pierce it is blessing Oye Junior. what's up greg how's it going not much how are you i'm doing pretty good just pretty good how's it go- how is so- how is solitary confinement inside your bedroom
1: uh you know at first it was tough it's slowly been getting better better and uh now i feel like i am thriving now if we never go back to work it's fine with me that, that i'm is- just chilling <laughs> So I now, just get off the podcast. I roll into bed. It's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now that it's been extended to San Francisco till at least May first, this is what you tell yourself uh, to get through, huh? Is
1: it is it confirmed or is that like a real rumor? Like a I guess it's
0: still a rumor, but it's pretty much all but confirmed.
1: If this, reported. yeah, if this is confirmed until uh, May first at least,
0: then yeah, I got I got to lie to myself and tell me that this didn't tell myself that this is great. Yeah. Yeah. how have you so it's i i wonder right talk to me about mm-hmm. this because i think even on uh the kind of funny podcast which is where i get my most social interaction i talk to uh, you know nick tim and andy but they live in a house obviously either with significant others or roommates that are like in like you know how like andy lives with like barrett and stuff right like mm-hmm. you have a roommate but you're not like friends you, you like rented the room so like yeah. how much in-person human interaction do you get not really much uh i mean with my roommate
1: like i'll talk to my roommate if i run into them uh in the back in in the bathroom in the kitchen (laughs) Uh, you know when i'm on the toilet and they're taking a shower we brush our teeth together uh (laughs) if i run into the kitchen right and we'll have our interactions but i i still do things like i'll go to the store if i'm like getting food or something that i need and like i'll talk I mean, I won't won't have full blown conversations with people, but yeah, when it comes to like face to face, actual physical interaction, that's been cut down dynamically in a way that was getting to me at first. But now I feel like naturally through whether it's texting or social media or mainly actually through online gaming, I've been getting in those interactions that have helped me to not to not like go stir crazy.
0: Yeah, I was gonna wonder. So, have you have you started? Would you say you're doing more of that, or were you already doing that with your friends, where you got you guys are meeting up to go play a game or just hang out in Discord or whatever you're doing?
1: I'm definitely doing way more of it. Like two a couple weeks ago, I actually did like a Netflix party situation uh, with some friends, and we watched Hairspray, the musical, the movie, Nice, of course, classic uh, musical. Yeah, through Netflix party, Uh, I've watched episodes of Game of Thrones uh, with friends as a thing because i've not seen any of the game of thrones because i really care about game of thrones like that but uh just as like a social thing right like i'll be texting texting friends and and we'll be like hey let's watch just whatever show that we've been putting off and so uh, i did that also been playing a lot of online games literally i just got done playing overwatch
0: uh with the the whole british in the middle uh, of a monday just playing some playing some overwatch
1: i mean you should have more to do with
0: this job you know what i mean like
1: i mean listen i it's fine i like i like the the downtime,
0: okay as yeah. long as you keep up on your homework, which we'll both talk about how we did this week because <laughs> this is p s i love you x o x o episode thirteen ladies and gentlemen, it's where. Blessing and I come together to talk about all things PlayStation each and every week. If you like that, be part of the show. Go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can ask us questions, write in with your favorite PlayStation memories, and oh, so much more. Most importantly, you can get the show ad-free and get the exclusive post-show we do. Again, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You. Can watch it later. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. That's usually every Tuesday. Uh, roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe. Uh, Today, of course, we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff, what's going on at Sony Worldwide Studios, PlayStation and COVID, and so much more. But before we get to any of that, let me thank our Patreon producers. We'll start with Mohammed, Mohammed, Momo, uh, James Hastings, Evan Ballard, Stephen Insler, Sancho West Gaming, Duval King-Jabub, Cody Banks, the secret agent, uh, Trent Berry, Max Blair, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Tom Bach, Nano Support, Michael Bradley, and Joseph O. Youssef. Today, we're brought to you by... Our sponsors, MeUndies and Upstart, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, Blessing, tell me about this week's X's and O's. Greg, this week we have three items for X's and O's, and then some quick hits that we'll hit up
1: later. Uh, but for number one, Greg...
0: What Wait, hold on. Moves- How dark is your room? Because you're scree- it looks like you're staring into the sun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, what it is is when I switch
1: off, because like, I'll rotate between Discord and the dock, and when I s- I have Discord, like, in dark mode, I guess.
0: And then when I switch to the dog, it looks like the sun. sun It it looks like you're three inches from the microwave watching the Hot Pocket go around.
1: And the worst part, like, if I turn up my screen brightness, because I have it at halfway, so it's kind of hard for me to even see the screen. That's my screen brightness at full way. And, yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, crap, I can't.
0: Sure, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Blaring
1: blaring out my glasses. And so I I turn my, my brightness down, but then yeah uh but yeah number one for quick hits what big moves should, should sony make for first party this is a question that i bring up because over the past few weeks there have been rumors and speculation about specifically sony and konami and what they may or may not have going
0: and on. we knew it was too good to be true we knew it from the start we shouldn't dream nothing good will happen in games ever again but I mean, do we know it's too good to be true?
1: Because and, and would I'm they gonna, lie I'm gonna, to us?
0: Would they lie to us? Blessing. Yes,
1: one hundred percent. Yes. But I'm gonna I'm gonna recap. Bring it up to speed. Bring us up amnesty. to speed. So I'm gonna speed up to speed. Bring it up to speed. Uh, March thirteenth. I'm pulling from Vic Hood at Tech Radar. Uh, there's a report. Sony is reportedly working on two Silent Hill games, a soft reboot, and a revival of Kojima's Kojima's canceled Silent Hills. That's according to a report by Rely on Horror, which claims that a trusted source has disclosed that Sony will be the driving force behind bringing the series back. According to this report, not only are are there plans to soft reboot the Silent Hills series, but Sony could also resurrect Hideo Kojima's canceled Silent Hills game. Quote, According to our first source, Sony is working to patch up the relationship between Kojima Productions and Konami in order to to resurrect the game due to the amount of buzz and continued demand for it five years after the cancellation. So that's the first report. On March 17th, this comes from Alex Havard at GamesRadar. Sony has reportedly expressed interest in acquiring the creative rights to the Metal Gear, Silent Hills, and castlevania licenses from konami with plans for kojima productions to make new games uh, in the former two franchises according to a newly surfaced rumor
0: and this is when you knew it had gone too far
1: all right before okay
0: whatever on the 13th i hear you vic hood great name by the way all right cool silent (laughs) hill silent hills i don't want to believe it it's too good to be true whatever then we had enough time to talk about it give it some air and guess what Mm -hmm. it mutates into no they're buying the entire konami back catalog this is
1: 100% like the mutation of the original uh, rumor where it just goes crazy places. Uh, so they continue. The news follows previous reports that two new Silent Hill projects are in the works for PS5 and that Death Stranding and Metal Gear Solid creator Hiroko Kojima is involved in helping revive the dormant survival horror franchise years after his original reboot at Konami. Silent Hills was canceled. And I'm putting a note here. Uh, to add more context to the second wave of the rumor uh, the source was jack of all controllers which looks to appear offline currently and i think when i checked to their twitter is gone and so
0: i don't and know what they,
1: happened there <laughs> Was it a long i call? don't know
0: jack of all controllers has been around for a few months or years and they just did they were building up to this one <laughs> moment and they're like peace
1: it disappeared uh and so i don't know what's going on there but that's the part of the, that's the part of the rumor that i do not believe um, I and I'm not saying that I do believe I was going to say, it,
0: wait no, a second, yeah.
1: Silent Hill slash Silent Hills things, but there was some, there's something there's, I feel like there's there are seeds there for something that could come to fruition. The latest report is from March 24th. I'm pulling from Austin Wood at GamesRadar who writes, Konami has officially dismissed recent rumors surrounding an alleged reboot for the Silent Hills series as well as a revival of Hideo Kojima's Silent Hills. In a new email to rely on horror, a Konami representative said, quote, we're aware of the we're aware of all the rumors and reports, but can confirm that they are not true. I know it's not the answer your fans may want to uh, our fans may want to hear, or I guess your fans may want to hear talking to Rely on Horror Horror, end quote. This representative later clarified that, quote, it's not to say we are completely closing the doors on the franchise, just not in the way it is being reported, end quote. Now, when this was originally reported, and this is my thing uh I, I read the whole rely on horror post and they they made it a thing to like point out that uh, they were talking specifically in this latest report the one that was saying that oh, none of this is true um in the latest report they're talking to konami us um and like the original stuff was coming out of konami japan or not coming out of konami japan but that stuff is more so on Konami japan what is happening over there <laughs> Are those uh, Jen,
0: Jen was baking chocolate chip cookies, and they ran into PS. I love you, XOXO. So she just brought them over here and then poured right. herself a right. coffee. Herself coffee. Uh, Blessing says hi. Hi, Blessing. She says hi. Kevin says hi too. Hi, Kevin. Uh, Jen, can you believe that Kevin was given, or no, Paula was giving Kevin shit that he had. To, she had to leave and take this call. It, it wasn't fair, Kevin. That's a. That's not even on the air. I know, what? but I just want to. We got your back here, all right. The Miller James House has your back. I'm sorry, blessing back to you and your fact that you want to believe these lies. I, I'm not saying I believe them. I'm just saying you want to believe. I know. I see the poster. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Amazon you the poster from X Files, which you're probably too young to remember, and you can hang it back there. I want to believe. Don't.
1: What's the X File? Oh my god. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, so this all this has all been going on for the last few weeks, and I don't necessarily want to talk about. How valid or how non-valid sure. we think this is, because we well, of course, about X's that. and
0: O's is meant to recap the news and then ask and pose interesting questions around it, right? Yes. yes.
1: And so, kind of the every question, what X's and O's means. <laughs> the question I want to pose for this one yeah. is: What big moves should Sony make for First Party? Because the idea of them partnering with Konami to bring over Silent Hill and Silent Hills and like Metal Gear, like the the idea of doing all that is fascinating, and I think could
0: be really cool that could be really oh my awesome God, are you kidding me party. it would be insane yes. like and that's be, it, when, that's go when we go back to you know wanting to believe this when it popped up and i didn't give it i didn't give it air immediately on games daily right because obviously it's not true but then you want to believe and then there's more sources and you're like oh i guess we'll talk about it and at least bring it up because it's happening in the industry it is one that on paper makes so much sense and in this crazy world we live in where Cuphead is on switch and you can log into different games using your Xbox, and you're, you're doing cross play on Fortnite with all three. Like it's and I mean, what PlayStation's finally working in you know, those crash games again. Like there are so many insane ideas that at the nugget of this, at the core of this to sit there and be like, we are PlayStation. We are at arguably the height of our video game powers right now. Software wise and, uh, and console, like console sales wise. Right to come off of god of war and spider-man and all these amazing fucking hits horizon right to walk into konami and be like listen we get it you guys don't want to make these kind of games anymore they're not you're happy with pachinko machines and you know casino games i'm not making fun of them you're, ha- you're you make money hand over fist doing that right and existing in that japanese market for the most part it's obviously some stuff comes to casinos here in america i digress mm-hmm. What do we need to do? And you would imagine in this world, this has been a conversation that's been going on for years of, what do we need to do as PlayStation to work with you on this? We don't need to own the IPs. We just want to be able to make those games and work on them arguably mm-hmm. uh, as first parties, right? And this would be the argument that I got in with Insomniac back in the day or during Spider-Man, right? Of what's well, a second party game and them hitting me up I'm like, no, we're actually, even though they don't own us, this is a first party game because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So it would be a worldwide studios thing of, we let's get this partnership off the ground you give us the rights to silent hill silent hills metal gear whatever the hell they actually are using and go from there because that would be the most amazing fucking announcement of all time and that would be the part of the entire thing would be the the saddest thing is that it wasn't an e3 announcement is that it wasn't on an e3 stage right that's why when these rumors started going around you hold out hope That this would have been at the PlayStation Five reveal event, right? That they get to drop the mic this way, they get to fucking do the the unthinkable of like, "Hey everybody, we're excited. You know, remakes are all the rage. We're remaking Silent Hill. We have, we have. Oh my god! Also, we we want to tinker with this Silent Hills thing. Oh my god! We're working with Kojima and actually Mm -hmm. Metal Gear's back and have Kojima come out on stage and fuck, I kept you waiting on. Like he announces David Hayter and everybody's just fucking jerking in the audience because it's too goddamn good. Plus,
1: (laughs) yes." No, for sure, and that, that and that's my thing. When it comes to the, the conversation of what's what should Sony do for first party, I'm not even I'm not even thinking of just from the standpoint of you know buying first party studios. The idea that yeah they can make the partnerships like the 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 Final Fantasy VII remake announcement that was a huge pop right. during E3, and that's right. exactly that right. Like that is that 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 is big. I guess points uh, for Sony right with that with that announcement that. And um, I mean, Shenmue Three, we don't really, yeah. we don't really associate with Sony, but that—that that they had
0: it, they announced um, it, right? That's what you're talking yeah. about. You're talking about these pops and them doing again the unthinkable, making these things a reality. When like you, I mean, I know fans of Final Fantasy hadn't given up hope, but like you know, it is that thing that that gets—that's a prediction that got trot- trotted out every E3 that it was going to be the remake. That that's what you're going to see. That it's actually happening, and then yeah. to have it actually happen on a PlayStation stage like that, right, during one of their conferences, insane. Yeah.
1: I, I also think about this from, from the perspective of where Sony's at in first party right now, where we, yeah. when, when we look at their studios, right, they're stacked. You, you, you talked about horizon, Spider-Man, yep. I mean, maybe we can, we can just say the studios, right? Insomniac, naughty dog, uh, Santa Monica, like big talented studios that are putting out great, amazing games. Mm-hmm. Do they need more?
0: Like, that was do, my biggest thing, right? Like when you hmm. pose this question of like, what is the move that playstation or sony worldwide studios needs to make right you stop and you look at it and i literally think do they need to make a move of course as playstation fans uh and i would say honestly as video game fans right i think you look at all these different talented developers that are out there that would love the safety net of this would love a guaranteed paycheck would love to have that taken off of their plate so they can get back to making games and not have to worry about running a business i'm sure there's a lot out there that you would say uh, that we'd all be like oh yeah totally go make stuff for it. especially because it's a playstation podcast you're not worried about mm-hmm. being locked off your console or pc but it is that thing when you look at the stable especially with them closing stuff recently right again like uh, their yes. vr division or whatever uh, their the last vr studio um clearly like uh, just adding studios to add studios doesn't end up doing what you want it to do mm-hmm. like you need to add the right studios and so like when i when i made my list here what to write down right like the first thing i jumped to is blue point and I think, again, Bluepoint, I think, in a lot of ways is being groomed to be that studio. But I think you look at the fact that they never bought Quantum Quantic Dream. Uh, you look at the fact yes. that it took them so long to get Insomniac Games finally on board and on, under the umbrella I, after working exclusively with them for, like, what, two decades? You look at Bluepoint, and sure, it's awesome that when they're doing a wired article about the playstation 5 uh blue point is there to talk about the project they're working on and it's going to be huge and we're doing this crazy thing but even to look back at you know uh, what they've done with their remakes uh, for blue point right with shadow and all that stuff like blue point's such an interesting beast of you know i love what they do they're the best at what they do do i need to see an original game from them no you know what i mean like i don't yeah. that doesn't seem to be where their heart's at or what they want to do and i know there's always talk about it uh, in terms of what they're doing and if, if what them wanting to do original having original ideas and i know all that but in terms of if i'm playstation and i'm buying them the idea and bringing them into first party the question then becomes well what are they going to do day in day out around here and why not just have them in that third party or second party sphere right where we use them when we want to use them for stuff
1: but I, I think you look at Bluepoint and you look at what they did with Shadow of the Colossus and you go we can have way more of those we like we I, I think there is value I know Shadow of the Colossus what do you wouldn't... mean
0: another Shadow of the Colossus two.
1: No, I'm talking about like more remakes in that sense, right? Like, but what would you remix, have them do?
0: I mean, D- like, Demon Souls is the going argument, right? There, that's what yeah,
1: Demon about. Souls, and I get, and I guess the move if you're Sony then would probably be to license third party, uh, third party games in order for Blue, Pen- Blue Point to make them exclusive for your console. That could be a route. I can't really think of that many first party uh, PlayStation games exactly. that would be right for that kind of remake, which which makes sense. Uh, but I, I mean, to I, I, guess to the Shadow Colossus Two thing, right? Like that could be an idea that could be an option that, that comes to a lot of bad. you're always
0: talking you're always trying to trot that one out here too that's, looking like that's an idea like, that wouldn't blow up in their face it's definitely i'm gonna make, it's I'm gonna make it's a, a, a sequel to like the most one of the most best games of all time
1: but like they have like they, they mess around in that game they they have the, they have the assets sure. that they created for uh for the shadow colossus remake it is one of those things of does anybody really want a shadow colossus 2 that doesn't have ueda working on it which i'm probably one of those people right If they announced it i'd be excited but deep, but deep down i would be like yeah, but did this team, did did this need a sequel? It's 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 one of those conflicted things in me. Um, but I I think that could be an option for them, or maybe they could expand expand Blue Point and turn it into two teams and make it a te- make like a Blue Point team that's Just focused projects, on yeah. two yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. a Blue Point team that is focused on remix and remasters and up I mean not uprising but uh bringing back legacy titles in cool and unique ways. That could be an option for them. Um, but yeah, I mean you mentioned earlier, Quantic Dream uh uh not necessarily making Sony exclusives anymore. Yeah. Um and I think that's that's a huge part of also why I'm asking this question is because we've seen that VR studio uh close recently. We've seen this happened a while ago, but the drive club studio closed. Yep. Uh and I mean we've seen Sony also buy Insomniac. And so they're 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 growing as much as they're losing studios but I, I i feel like there is diversity that can that can happen within their portfolio still even though they do have even though sony does have bangers in their first party uh lineup studios and so i also want to bring in um uh supermassive or not yeah,
0: no yeah, no, yeah no, okay uh, yeah. until dawn
1: um until dawn yes yeah yeah dark uh, pictures because- anthology Yes, man, of Madonna. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when they came, when they came out and made um, "Until Dawn," like yeah. that was that was a hit. People loved and, it. And hey, and
0: and, and yes, and um, you're 100 correct. And that was well, I want to get back to that, but also "Until Dawn," "Russia Blood," right? Like, yeah. hey, we're supporting PlayStation VR, and we're doing something that arguably was a great game uh, for it or whatever. Yeah, like
1: a-, a hidden agenda being another one that I know isn't like the most lauded of PlayStation titles, yeah. but it was still a unique game that they made for what's it called Playlink? is that the yep, phone that's right. thing yeah they made it for Playlink, and i remember playing hidden agenda and being like all right this isn't until dawn but it's a cool idea it's fun the fact that supermassive is out here making cool unique games is is, is really awesome and i'd like to see i'd like to see what else supermassive can do uh under under sony because yeah. given that backing given that budget uh having them come through and kind of fill the hole that quantum dream and not not that quantum dream is leaving a hole because like I think Sony is fine without Quantum Dream,
0: but yeah, they're fine getting Detroit right. Like they don't, it's fine. They don't need it to be exclusive.
1: Yeah, like Quantum, but uh, Supermassive coming through and doing what Quantum Dream was doing, but doing it even in a way that is more accepted because a lot of people had a lot of mixed feelings about Quantum Dream. People generally like Supermassive, yeah. So having them come through and making that type of game, uh, and you know, putting whether it is the Dark Pictures anthology or or I forget, I don't know who published that, and so I don't know if they get that. That's Namco. Oh yeah, you're right. It is. Um, and so that probably that could not be exclusive, but having, well, that, and the, well, that's like the is. whole thing. So the
0: heart stop is that's what I wonder the most about is again. And I know it's so hard to, we're not business people. We don't understand how, what you're actually looking for to be Sony worldwide studios. Even when you talk to, I, I've asked this question of people who runs World worldwide studios. Right. And it is that, well, you know, we're looking for good fits and people we can help take to the next level kind of thing. I wonder what they didn't see in supermassive or, I wonder if Supermassive turned them down at some point. Because again, to, to the look, look what we just talked about, right? They mm-hmm. make Until Dawn, this beloved PlayStation Three game, right? That yeah. we all Get thought. Four. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry, I'm getting old. Um, this beloved PlayStation Four game that looks incredible, has great actors, uh, does all these really intuitive new things. I'll never forget that PSX where they demoed it, and it was. People in the audience screaming out what they wanted to see them do, which I really think was the first test of, hey, I wonder if this will be a big deal on Twitch. And then how people would actually go and play that game, right? That you would have people over and you would play it like a movie and you would argue in the room. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they do that. But then PlayStation goes back to them for PlayStation VR. Like, hey, we're doing this thing we want to try. Then they go back to them for PlayLink, right? Of like, hey, this is an idea. This PlayLink this playing games with your phone, using it. We saw how well. Uh, this kind of group play happened with Until Dawn. Do you want to be a part of this? And so for them to be going back to the well twice there with unproven tech, you know, and not outrageous ideas, but things that were so different, I wonder what didn't get achieved because I would almost think of those as like your entrance exam, of you're doing this and you're, work, you're on this path to work towards being a first-party studio. And so maybe it isn't even that they didn't pass. Maybe it is that Supermassive just didn't want to be bought and just wanted the money and did the work. But then you look at um, Man of Medan, right? And the first one out of the Dark uh, or Dark Pictures Anthology, right? Yeah. I thought it was a tremendous disappointment. Like, yeah, you know, until Dawn, we were all so ready for a follow-up to that. We wanted more of that. And when you got Man of Medan and it ran like shit on my PlayStation 4 and the narrative wasn't really there and like the, it seemed it seemed not cobbled together by any stretch of the imagination but it didn't seem fully baked it seemed like yeah. something they got it and, the, and then this whole thing is like oh we're trying to do it faster and we're going to do more and like it is an anthology there's going to be different ones in this it's like all right cool but i'm not stoked about this dark pictures anthology going on or continuing because you yeah. didn't know the first one little hope being the next yeah. one
1: like i'm I'm in the same place where i played made of Madonna and i was like all right like this is whatever. Like it's not I, I don't think it was b- bad by any means. Like I, no, I enjoyed it fine, beat it with a friend and put it away and I was like, yeah, that wasn't by any means Until Dawn.
0: It um, didn't have that it didn't hit that bar of quality, which is always such a struggle, you no, know. Right but like yeah, it didn't yeah. it graphically, you know, uh narrative uh like the even way the cast. It wrapped you in. Like the the Until Dawn had a great cast, right? Yeah. Uh Hayden uh, hey, Panettiere.
1: Yeah, her the guy from Mr. Robot right yeah yeah that guy that guy yeah um you know i had it and it also had a what's his name from agents of shield like they they had a great cast i don't think i I recognized anybody from Man madonna and i wonder if that's a budget thing i wonder if them have being them making it and having it published by band namco means less budget um but yeah i think
0: too of like the performance issues you saw across all the platforms it is like well you're no longer focusing on one platform you have to worry about you know three of these so how are you gonna make it run
1: do you think that by the end of Dark Pages anthology? Because I imagine they'll 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 see this through because they're probably only going to get better from here. Well, I, I mean, hope. like
0: you say, see it uh, through, but like I don't even know how many they were planning. Right? They said openly when we were previewing the first one that they were going to do more and that they you know had a whole they wanted to make more and they were already working on more, but they didn't. I don't think they ever yeah, said. Not, yeah, yeah. slash you're wrong if you watching live.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. Now that you mentioned, I don't remember if they ever said an exact number. I always had in my head like three to five, but who knows? Okay, I can Google. Uh, but say say they they reach the end because Little Hope is probably already in development by the time they they put out Man of Madon. I imagine they're probably already working on the one that's going to come after Little Hope. Say they 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 reach the end of whatever their vision for this thing is. Do you think that then sways them to? Uh,
0: it is the fr- A Man, A Man of Madon is the first of eight planned install- installments. <laughs> the Dark okay. Pictures Anthology.
1: We'll see. Uh, <laughs> 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 Uh, but do you think do you do you think if this doesn't do well, it then sways them to? And I see, I Little don't hope. know how. Uh, yeah, if if well, if the Dark Pages anthology as a whole doesn't do well, oh. I don't know how the first party situation works with Sony. If if they, if they get approached, or they approach, or if either, I think
0: means, you can go either way. I mean, it's a business conversation, yeah. right? Of talk like that. I would think that though. I would think that if you're PlayStation and you look over and like to your point, Little Hope doesn't do well either, right? Something else, mm-hmm. the next one. They're, if they're all mediocrely received, I think you, as PlayStation, would totally back off on that. You wouldn't be as interest. You wouldn't be interested in that at all.
1: Yeah, that, like, like I mean,
0: like think about how like, how you brought Insomniac in right after this huge hit. Like you mm-hmm. know, what I mean, the fucking best selling PlayStation Four game or whatever Spider Man is and all the records it holds. Like,
1: yeah,
0: I don't think you want to go back this way and have them. Be, I think they I think that I think the fact that they didn't already get bought means they're not going to get bought and i know granted i would have probably said that about insomniac a long time ago too so anything can happen but i think something happened there where either either, i think somebody called somebody's bluff in that thing or said no where somebody Mm -hmm. asked somebody out on a date and it didn't go the it didn't go the way they both parties wanted it (laughs) to go and so now that's how they are yeah
1: i'm I'm also thinking about this from a a weird perspective because i know like i'm totally wrong thinking about it with not money first because the way i'm thinking about it is supermassive would be so good for the catalog but oh, yeah. if their games aren't selling they aren't selling and there's no reason for sony to pick them up um but in a similar vein i look at what ea does with ea originals and ubisoft does with ub art and i also yeah. want to bring in i also want to say i think for first party i think sony would be it'd be awesome to see them bring in like cool indie devs or devs that, devs that we know that are smaller developers people like uh, Super Giant, Housemark, that sure, game company, sure. uh, Giant
0: Sparrow, who did What Remains of Edith Finch and Unfinished Swan. Well, like, see. Even right there, right? You like you're going around the same circle of what actually happened, right? This is mm-hmm. when you go back to what Sony Santa Monica was <laughs> before god of war and before god of war ascension it was that they were incubating stuff right and they were bringing yeah. in small teams and signing them for exclusive games right that's what they did with that game company that's what they did with uh, giant mm-hmm. sparrow the idea was come in here and make these games exclusively with us and it was your i don't and i'm speaking out of turn here i'm just i'm extrapolating what i think it was i think it was that we don't want to own your studio but we do want your games and so uh-huh. we're going to sign you to these exclusive deals and then hopefully from there you know see how it all nets out but it netted out in the end that that clearly didn't have the return on investment playstation wanted and so right there back to you know thinking about the catalog which i am right there with you bless i'm right there with you of like catalog versus money Mm -hmm. that's one thing for catalog but for money clearly it didn't have the return they wanted on it and then you have to see the culling they did of taking getting rid of those people getting rid of that division of santa monica cutting santa monica down um I think it speaks pretty loudly to where PlayStation four was right. Of like we, I, yeah, man, it'd be awesome to own super giant, but why? It, it literally goes back to why buy the cow and I get the sex for free. Like mm-hmm. if, if these people are coming here and their games are selling better on PlayStation, if these people are coming here and they are doing these deals where it is PlayStation four first, uh, you know, because keep in mind for the time, right. When it would be Geo and Adam out there going like, and it's a console, it's a time console exclusive or whatever. Like, that huh. was happening to the point they didn't need it and then i think even here by the end it's not needed the other way where sure like um last week uh, Cree- creature in the well finally came out on playstation 4 right and it's like cool like i'm sure that they got money and on, on the other side of that from yeah they were in one of the in indies right they were in indy so i'm sure there was something there right and so that you're now developers are making money on their platforms, but they're still eventually they have to come to PlayStation because PlayStation is the most units. It's probably gonna go stand a reason that it will sell well here, if not the best every time. And so does PlayStation have to try that hard to get this thing? And the big test now is PlayStation Five. When we get yeah. to PlayStation 5, well, how strong is that third party lineup, that indie lineup when they launch? That's a huge question.
1: Yeah. And I I think I think the question is for me, and I feel like it's a, it's a dumb question, but I still ask it is how how far can the sole first party studios like the big first party studios take the ps5 alone because i know yeah. the, i know the conversation is yes first like the big uh amazing first party games sell the consoles that's that's how it's worked for that's that's how it's, that's how it worked for the consoles right. right like that's how it's worked for ps4 uh people bought P- the ps4 for uh horizon zero dawn god of war spider-man uncharted for all this stuff and that's kind of how it's going to be but at a certain point does that then get not boring but like i don't know man well it's
0: always it's not even boring it's the question of promise like Mm -hmm. like there's again and i know that this literally goes back to all the people who are like xbox is ahead right now because they've told us more and it's that question of like none of this matters until launch day of these consoles and where your excitement levels are there right now in a pandemic in March, it doesn't matter as much as when you get to the checkout counter in holiday 2020. Right. And so, yeah, like it can't be that the PlayStation five is announced. They show horizon two, the launch title, and then they've teased Spider-Man two God of war two. And those are coming sometime in 2021, 2022, you need that constant feed of content. And so Mm -hmm. the big gamble here is brand loyalty and the fact that again, uh, evolution versus revolution, like Mark talked about in his uh, speech the other day, right? PlayStation 5 is clearly an evolution of the PlayStation 4 Pro, bringing over the backwards compatibility, making your games run better, doing all these things. So our you're going to be loyal to the library you already have and the ongoing games you already have, right? Your Division Twos, your Destiny Twos, wherever you're playing those things. And granted, some of them have, I know, crossplay, move your saver on, yada, yada Just stick with me on the argument, though. How loyal are you to that in that ecosystem in those games? And does it matter then if. We've got the or if the things have switched and Xbox One or <laughs> Xbox One, Xbox is going to launch with Halo Infinite and here are all these indies we have exclusively. Here are all you know, here's all these indies. Here's some uh, third party exclusives we secured to Double A stuff. You know what I mean? Like, is that going to be enough to make you, especially in a year as rough as 2020 has already been, decide I can only buy one console this year? I'm gonna I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna jump to Xbox this console or play more Xbox this uh, generation that's where we are but not knowing any of that stuff all it is is spinning your wheels and hyperbole
1: yeah and
0: again i don't think it's it's very similar to what we're talking about with place or for playstation 5 and the future of playstation to the launch of playstation 4 where playstation doesn't need to buy all these indies they don't need to buy all these third-party studios they just need to get the time console exclusives and when i say they don't need that it's the same for xbox in a lot of ways right if xbox especially if xbox can be like hey we have 15 uh, indies and smaller games you can only play here and guess what they're all on game pass at launch too like that's a compelling argument for them but we get so caught up in thinking about like the it's it's a. Uh, quantity over quality with the first party in in worldwide studios when in fact it is for playstation at least quality over quantity and it's why we've seen Mm -hmm. them pare it down and it's not i think it's more common to see something closed than added right granted insomniac is the big one here but we talk about manchester like we just you know vr studio got closed and stuff like Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on with there and it's always interesting i think you know to your question too of like what big moves do they need to make i think they just and i i say missed but maybe they didn't because who knows how everything works i think they should be kicking themselves not to have gotten into the, the insomniac uh, kind of deal with Spider-Man. They should have tried to do something with remedy. Like mm-hmm. I think remedy coming off of quantum or not quantum break. One of my games that I like on, uh, cool. coming off of control. Right. And the foundation and teasing of Alan Wake and stuff like, and all the game of the year nominations and wins for them and all sorts of different stuff. Like, I think it would have been huge if PlayStation could have said, uh, or had the, you know, remedy say something at the PlayStation five event of like, Hey, you know they're not exclusive to us but they're into this part you know exclusive partnership with us but as we saw epic games got them instead epic game store yeah. ha- or epic games publishing now has them right for their next two things which will come to consoles as well it's multi platform but exclusive to the pc for co- uh, epic game store
1: yeah and that was, that was actually another thing that that popped this idea for this topic in my head was seeing the epic epic game store uh, publishing deal because they got play dead remedy and gen design which is way to studio. And I would have said that Gen Design would have been, I understand why not, why they don't do it, but Gen Design could have been like a cool studio for Sony to either acquire or partner with. I understand Last Guardian didn't go- I was going to say, well, it took
0: 12 years or whatever for the Last Guardian. I'm sure they're like, you know what? You do what you got to (laughs) do.
1: But when I saw Epic uh, make those moves, I was like, "Shoot, man! Like that's awesome!" Because like, like those are three studios that I that are really, really great at what they do. And yeah, if you um, you I know if you work, haven't
0: if you didn't miss that yeah. uh, in news for, for this, and granted, that's you know PC stuff, even though it will affect console markets obviously because they are it is multi platform stuff. Like it's just a better deal for developers, right? And that's. Yeah awesome that epic is doing that and paying that forward and obviously when you make fortnite and unreal like you have the money to throw around that you don't need it as much but to see them pay it forward and then cut developers really good thing is a market shift and a warning shot i think across the bow for what i'm talking about too Of for playstation you don't need to own these studios you just need to get the exclusives great that's awesome but if epic game store and now epic game publishing are offering these insane deals and granted that's more focused on steam than it is that but it's only a matter of time before they do turn on consoles as well and are like well no we would like and maybe i'm wrong maybe they don't maybe epic continues to be good guy epic but there is a lot of interesting business moves to be had there and then it does get really more fascinating on who you go with and why you go with them because obviously as a You want as many people as possible to play your game, but more importantly, I think you want to pay your staff. You want to have this all end with you in the black rather than the red. So if it is that, Epic Games is going to give you this dump truck full of cash. Switch is going to give you this dump truck full of cash, you know, Xbox, PlayStation. I think you go there and then hope that on the back end, you get the, all right, cool, in three months, six months, whatever, a year, you can publish your game elsewhere.
1: Yeah. And I I hope that's kind of what uh Shuhei is doing over there. Like I hope that's kind of totally. the, the idea behind his his position.
0: And that's the thing too, you know, it's like it's Shuhei and Greg Rice over there. You know, Greg Rice got picked up from Double Fine uh to come over there and help on this indie team and this initiative or whatever, which I think again speaks volumes to what is going to happen with the launch of the PlayStation 5 and why I do think it's going to be similar to the launch of the PlayStation 4 where it, to your point less like yes. God of War and Spider Man—they uh, are going to sell this console. Horizon is going to sell this console. It's going to prove that PlayStation is the best place to play single-player and narrative-focused games, or at least you know the exclusives. Yeah, but yeah. what do you have to pad that out? And it's how PlayStation Four won, the, what got so far ahead, is that it had tentpole games, but then had a steady flow of awesome exclusive games or uh, indie games that were there for you. Yeah. And I think having Greg there and having Shu there actually acts as a cool. These are the ambassadors going out there and saying at least for the start that, Hey, we are about this indie life. We are about uh, trying to make this happen and get the cool games here again. And you will get uh storefront placement. You will be featured on live area. You will be in state of plays. You like they're there because the industry trusts them. The industry, like it's, you know, if you don't know Greg Rice, right. When I say his name or whatever, I will tell you the industry trusts him. Shuhei, is trusted and loved by the industry. I mean, obviously by our audience, but in yeah. terms of you want to, if they were to tell you something, you would take it to the bank. And I'm talking as a developer, as a producer, as a publisher.
1: Yeah. Greg, are you ready for story number two? Or item number two? I was more ready.
0: While you, while you read it, I'm going to try a cookie. Dope. Uh,
1: Michael Denny leaves PlayStation, heads to TT Games. I'm pulling this from Seth Barton at MCV. Warner Brothers today announced, and this, is, this story was from last week, And so when they say today, they mean last week. Warner Brothers today announced that long-serving Sony executive Michael Denny is to become VP and studio head of TT Games. Denny spent 25 years with Sony Interactive sony interactive entertainment most recently as senior vice president of worldwide studios in europe he's a much respected and well-liked industry figure and in his time with the platform holder he oversaw development at sony's first party in europe including Guerrilla games media molecule and sony london studio denny's departure follows that of sean laden late last year and what in what has been a major shakeup for the platform holder over the last 12 months laden has laden was replaced by jim Wright, jim ryan while shuhei yoshida stepped down from the top role at worldwide studios to be replaced by herman holst formerly of gorilla games quote after an incredible 25 years with playstation where i had the privilege of working with many amazing people and incredibly talented teams i wanted to bring my experience to a new opportunity said denny tt games is a studio i worked with in in my early days at playstation and that and it's been great to see how to see how it's grown into a world-class studio in partnership with the company's leadership team, I'm very excited by I'm very excited by the opportunity to help create a new vision for TT and lead the studio forward to another successful phase of its evolution. End quote. Greg, what is happening at PlayStation? Why is everybody that leading? is the What's question?
0: <laughs> blessing Adioye Jr. What? is going on at playstation with all these shakeups and people leaving people being there for 25 years like michael denny be- a great man beautiful man <laughs> we uh i was i talked about this uh last week about it though not on this show uh that like mm-hmm. if you ever heard that story of when uh Shuhei brought uh clements and colin and i out to dinner the first time we ever went to dinner with him and we turned out to be it was us the cast of podcast beyond and all the heads of playstation michael was one of the guys there very nice drink with us all night very good guy um yeah this shakeup shannon leaving uh they have of course uh the sean stuff in there i have multiple bullet points i want to bring to the table on this one but i'm gonna start with remy aka the greatest to ever do it who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says enough is enough with michael denny leaving playstation to go to tt games that's another employee who left under normal circumstances so what the hell happened to Sean Layden for a while? I thought maybe this is just how they handled things in a less personable Sony slash PlayStation world. But with Michael Denny and a few others getting a goodbye, that's clearly not true There. May need to be a new segment added to PSI, love you, XOXO, where score is kept on PlayStation departures, normal everyday departure, or strange unsuccessful attempt to fade into history. Either way, I just want to know what you and Blessing think because I still can't come up with a single rational idea. TLDR, what the hell happened to Sean Layden? Sorry for the long question. Thanks for everything you do, Remy. If, this is, I'm, I'm so glad this came up finally. I knew it would on the carousel of PlayStation news, but... Of course, when Sean left PlayStation, we weren't doing PSI love you XOXO. Blessing, no. a twinkle in his mom's eye somewhere. Like, yeah. I was hoping one day I'd get to talk about this. Because if you don't remember, remember, Sean Layden was in charge of fucking, she was the chairman of Sony Worldwide Studios, right? And one day, just gone. And the only way they did it, they announced it on Twitter and it read like this. "It was It is with great emotion that we announced that Worldwide Studios chairman, Sean Layden, will be departing SIE. His visionary leadership will be greatly missed. We wish him success in future endeavors and are deeply grateful for his years of service. Thanks for everything, Sean. That was fucking it. That was the only thing PlayStation ever said about this. There was no press release. There was no, hey, here's the shit. Here's how we're moving things around to make this make sense. It was. They a said thanks for everything. Tweet. It was a tweet at like 4 p.m. in an afternoon. Goodbye, Sean. As if he walked in and was like, I'm out. See you. And they went, oh, fuck, say something before he doesn't Twitter. And they said this, and he said nothing, and it's been weird. At the time, Jeff Grubb over at GamesBeat wrote, "Uh, this is the latest high-profile PlayStation executive to leave Sony. PlayStation head Jack Trenton left in 2014. In 2017, Andrew House, who was one of the longtime leaders of PlayStation, also left. Other executives like Adam Boys, who was in charge of relations with third-party companies, left in 2016. And John Drake, who led business development for bringing games to the PlayStation VR, left Sony earlier this year. That was, again, when this happened with Sean Layden. Since then, of course, we've seen Shannon Studsill leave uh, Sony Santa Monica. We've seen uh, now Denny uh, leave in general over there. And so there's a million things going on. And then this is something else. I'm so excited we're talking about this finally that I've noticed. I noticed mainly mainly it's with Hermit. So if you remember, uh, Sean was chairman, Sony Worldwide Studios, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, president of Worldwide Studios for the longest time, Shuhei Yoshida. That's how I, we, I, I think I, Worldwide Studios got brought up enough. I remember the title of president so well because I introduced Shu so much, right? Herman Hulst gets promoted to take over all this stuff, they said, right? He's listed as head. So, yes. Sean was chairman. she was president. Herman is head. Does any of this fucking matter? I don't know. I've never worked in a real company. But it seems interesting that the title keeps shifting. When uh, Shannon leaves, she was VP head of Sony Santa Monica. Now Yumi's in charge. She's just head of it. That one I don't think is as interesting because – Vice President, that's kind of a title. Shannon had been there forever, another 20 years, right, or whatever. Now, yeah. granted, Yumi's been there, too, for that long. But I don't think that's, like, that's more of a... That doesn't seem like something you, like, toss around as much as, like, a job title. That seems like something. Basically, what I'm saying, though, Bless, is you got all these people who have been there forever. Forever. And now they're leaving. When, you, when we looked at Jack Trenton leave, right, Jack left after the launch of PlayStation 4. Jack left, and he was like, you know what? And it, literally, his things were like, I've kind of accomplished everything. I, yeah, I so took this from... Done. I took us from basically the bottom with PlayStation to the three with the top to PlayStation 4. I'll see you later. I'll go. Michael Denny is a very fascinating one, right? Because as the article up here says, uh, 25 years with Sony Interactive Entertainment, most recently senior VP of Worldwide Studios Europe. Remember, it was a big deal when Sony said, all right, you know what? We're officially moving PlayStation headquarters to California, Silicon Valley, uh, San Mateo, right? Uh, That's the head of PlayStation now which at the time centralized power here in the West, which had reverberations and ramifications for uh, SIE, like for uh, Europe out there, right? And for Japan. Uh, And I feel we saw layoffs in Europe PR offices. We saw these kind of things. Uh, When Jim Ryan was uh, put at the top of it, he obviously over in Europe as well. Uh, I think there was, that was trying to balance the scales a bit, but you wonder here where, you know, okay, cool. Uh, Sean's gone, Shoe's doing the indie thing, and then Herman gets promoted to be in charge of Worldwide Studios, right? Head. I wonder if Denny, who's like, and not even in a bad way necessarily, maybe he didn't want the job, maybe a million things, but is like, well, I've risen to senior vice president of Worldwide Studios for Europe. We've now done this thing where it's, you know, 25 years and Herman's going to get this job over me. That seems like my ceiling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there anywhere I mean, else for me to go? I feel like I've gone as far as I can when TC games, obviously the folks who make the Lego games, um, you know, with division Warner brothers, maybe heading over there, right. And becoming VP and studio head, like you're a studio head there. You're making more decisions. It seems like, whereas PlayStation, there are so many cogs in the machine. Maybe you have not only new challenges, but more power, more of a voice there to do things and not have people. Yeah. On. But yeah, in we'll general, be. it's, I remember when people started leaving and it was, oh, no, it's probably just their time. It's this the Sean Layden thing. Still super fucking weird. You know, to the question, what happened to Sean Layden? I don't know. And every time I'll bring it up on another show, somebody's like, oh, he always said he wanted to retire. Yeah, there's ways to retire. When you retire from PlayStation amicably, you get a press release and they're like, oh, he's leaving. And this is the new plan. And we've been working behind the scenes. And this is his final date. You don't get a fucking tweet in the middle of a work day, <laughs> It's just like, hey, uh, he's gone. Thanks for your service. Let's never talk about this again. I don't know, but the amount of people turning over there and leaving make it really interesting of, is it not even for better or worse, but is it, does everyone feel like they've accomplished all they can accomplish, which again, isn't nothing, right? Shannon Studsula, Mm -hmm. we talked about, I think last week, right? And it was, she's been at Sony Santa Monica since its inception, right? And so you just put out fucking God of War. You are, you again, have seen Sony Santa Monica go from, nothing to something to struggling and then back to the top of the mountain and like yeah maybe it is time to bounce let alone google shows up and gives you a, a giant fucking check to come work for stadia i don't know bless i would like to imagine since so many of these people had been there for so long uh laden included that it is just it's our time you know what i mean let's step yeah. aside too and let's go and i even for denny you figure there's got to be pangs of that and that too of like all right cool i'm not going to get to ever run uh, worldwide studios apparently and i'm putting words in his mouth and i don't know what's going on in private conversations but for the sake of my argument i'm not going to get to run uh, sony worldwide studios sony worldwide studios europe is still doing great obviously dreams is amazing yada 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 i can sit here comfortably the rest of my career and retire but i'm no longer being challenged and i'm then as i hit my head on this ceiling you see the it go down the ladder of uh, cool. Now no one can take over my position, right? People, if yeah. I stay here comfortable the rest of my life, no one else gets another shot to do this. No one else gets to move up. And they, you know, the talent bleed happens there. So, yeah, I'll go off and t- ch- chase this dream. Shan Studstill, same thing of like, I've gone the complete 180 on this thing. I've I've done a full rotation on the studio, 360, I guess. It's time for me to go off and try this new thing. Maybe I can not save Stadia, but make a studio there that is incredible and do something incredible. I think it's all the above. I think it's all for good reasons. I think it's not that a core value of PlayStation has changed. I mean, if the PlayStation 5 comes out and it looks like the fucking Homer from The Simpsons, right? The car Homer Mm Simpson design, then maybe then, yeah, all these people saw the writing on the wall. They're like, oh, fuck, we got to get out of here before this tarot released. But I doubt that. I feel like it is just that. When you've been at a place that long and seen it go through that many changes, and you are on the cusp of the next eight years that'll like define this company, maybe it is time to let somebody shine. Like, you know, again, I don't want to make it sound like Denny got passed over for this job by people who aren't deserving, like Herman Hulse, right? Like, I've worked with Herman my entire career, right? Like, he was showing me kill zones in the fucking. You know, show floors of E3s and doing interviews with me on live stages, fucking a decade ago. Like he's earned his stripes. He's made like, same thing we're talking about, right? Like he made Gorilla into something. And again, that might be another reason you look at Shannon leaving Sony Santa Monica. Again, amicably, she got a whole press release and everything is great, or a statement from my or uh, from PlayStation 2 IGN. Mm-hmm. But same thing for Shannon, right? Of like, okay, cool. They needed a new head for Worldwide Studios. They went with Herman, who's in a very, you know, similar position as studio head of Gorilla to me a studio head of Sony Santa Monica. There's not nowhere for me to go in this company, but there's nowhere for me to go in the immediate five years. Like I, you know, and how much longer does anybody want to work in terms of these kind of careers and what they've done for games and challenge? It's like there's so many fascinating things, but I do think that Herman getting the promotion, you know, changes the studio structure at Gorilla, which is great. Shannon realizing she's not going to move again. She she could comfortably sit there and run the studio, but chase a new dream, try to do something new with Google and then let Yumi come up right. And do something new at Sony Santa Monica. Like everything is here in changing. And I don't think it's necessarily bad. I think it's bittersweet for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I, again, I, and I know I can only say this so many times and and I know you believe me, but I just want to make sure that I'm putting my, I'm very much projecting. I don't know if Shannon was trying to go for, the head of worldwide studios. I don't know if any of that's if ever what you wanted. Yada, yada, yada. Mm. But you imagine that it's bittersweet to leave a place. You've been there that long. I can only compare it to IGN where I worked for eight years. Right. And it was a similar thing of us having these conversations of like, well, I can stay and work at IGN the rest of my career and be totally comfortable, but I do prevent other people from being videos or doing things. I do, uh, you know, probably always look back at this and go what if what if i would have jumped right what if i would have gone and mm. done kind of funny and clearly that worked out really well for us get to work with blessing yeah, now. Exactly. sorry the world and, fell apart when we moved you to san francisco and uh, i feel like
1: you get you, you can get bored like and i yeah and I don't yeah, want, yeah like you know i don't know what it's like working at playstation i don't know what it's like being a vp or an, or an svp right i had no idea what these experiences are like but I, I i do vibe with the idea of i have been here forever and I just want to try something else or be challenged and that probably for a lot of in a lot of cases just means going to a new company
0: and being in a new new role um, in environment and the one thing I do know again from covering playstation my entire career for 13 years I got hired as a playstation reporter right and I I know this with every fiber of my being is that there's a lot of bullshit at playstation like there is a Mm -hmm. lot of I remember back in my day when it started, there was so much siloed warfare between Sony or PlayStation America, PlayStation Europe, PlayStation Japan, where like there was different embargoes and things and people working against each other and yada, yada. And like, obviously that's gotten better. It's centralized. It's completely different in so many different ways, but there still is the bureaucracy. There still is the red tape. There still is. You want to do something, but three people down the line don't want to do it. So it doesn't happen. And so, yeah, for, Twenty-five years of that, you know what I mean, for Michael, for Shannon, for all these people to look and say, "Come to TT Games. This is the chain of command. It's going to be easier." Come to Google. We're literally building a brand new book to work. Yeah, from. you get to be do part of. Want. Something. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, especially for both of them, Shannon and Michael, who I think there's a lot of uh similarities for it with them leaving. Like, you've made your legacy, right? Like, I have absolutely no doubt that. I don't know when but Shannon Studs so. will get the uh, lifetime achievement award at the Dice Awards one year. Is you know and it will be so heavily anchored in PlayStation like she's made her impact on video games. And so yeah to go out there and try something you know try something new and try to find it there's that to it and you still are at that there's the excitement for us and we get so caught up in it of the new, the launch of the new console. And this is going to be the PlayStation five and the new era. And then I'm sure for somebody who's been there for two decades, it is the, all right, I've lived this multiple times before, and maybe this is a good time before it really ramps up before we're really into the next project before it is crunching for 18 months or whatever it's going to be. Maybe it is time for me to move on. But yeah, something, we'll ever- something fucking weird happened with Sean Layden. I don't know. No,
1: what- I was going to say, do you think we'll ever know what happened with Sean Layden?
0: Yes. I do. I'm shocked we haven't heard even even if it was just like nothing, nothing happened. He retired. He like, you know what I mean? Like, that's it. There's not even there. like there's not, there's thing. There's like no, like, this is, oh, this is what happened. Oh, this is why. Oh, okay, thanks. That's all we needed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something fucking went down there. I like to
1: think he like exploded and just had enough.
0: I, I and, like, love to think that. Oh my god, no, yeah. I love to think that it went that way, that it was like they came in like, all right, we made a decision. He's like, the fuck you did. I'm out. <laughs> and he's like, no, I just Dix. like,
1: I literally, I just imagine him sitting at his desk very calmly one day, just like working on finalizing a deal. And all of a sudden he like punches his desk and just walks out. And everybody's just like, what was that? He's been cool. He in never, the he never came. out He turns around. He's like, all
0: I want to <laughs> know is who's coming with me, who's coming with me. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, that was the thing of when it happened. I remember breaking it down on whatever. Oh, we were alive when it happened. And it was this thing of like, well, It was, you know, now we're in the time of coronavirus, we've moved on so much, right? Your initial thought when this happened was like, oh my God, it's some kind of like horrible me too kind of thing. But then it was the thing, well, like, wait, the tweet thanks him for his service and seems generally positive. Like, it'd be more neutral if it was something bad, right? And it was like this debate of like how you would phrase it if things went super bad and super sour. And then it was like, well, clearly they made the tweet because they wanted to get out before he said anything and that he didn't say anything for a long time. Now he's tweeting fine. He, he you know, he, he was, he cry, congratulates game developers and like concrete genie and all that mm-hmm. stuff. When it happened, he's still like very supportive, obviously of the projects he was a part of. And so then that, that never, but then his tweet never came. And so then it was even weird that there was this weird tweet. And then I was like, well, there's no press release. And then it's just like, it's, there's just not enough information to know any way, even to read into it of what happened, where if it was, he quit, no, uh, he got mad and left. They got mad at him. It was totally amicable. <laughs> like, there's no fucking. I don't. know. I just want to know. Somebody just tell me what happened. Number three, Greg, <laughs> Jason Trier, where are you?
1: <laughs> uh, Sony has spoken out regarding COVID-19. I'm pulling this from uh, Derek Strickland of I Tweak bet they're Town. against it.
0: When they spoke out, uh, I bet they're like, "This isn't <laughs> a yeah. good thing."
1: We're like we don't like COVID-19. Uh, yeah, I'm pulling this from Derek Strickland at Tweaktown. Which have you ever heard of Tweaktown? Because I had just learned. I just heard of it today, and.
0: <laughs> uh, Doesn't seem like uh, my place for breaking game news, but yeah.
1: Well, well, that's the thing is, like, I I saw this site and I was like, I might pull this from somewhere else because i have never heard of this place. Tweaktown's a weird name, but I couldn't find any any other site that condensed it as well as they did. And so I'm like, I guess I'll just pull from Tweaktown. Yeah. Uh, Derek Strickland here writes: The PlayStation Five is still officially due out holiday 2020, but. It's still possible the console could be delayed for a number of reasons. Sony's latest update to shareholders doesn't exactly inspire confidence of a PS5 launch in 2020. Below are some quotes from a Sony press release issued March 27th, that was three days ago, as of the time of recording, uh, 2020. Uh, the quote, Sony estimates that there will be no material impact on this business for the current fiscal year. And th- it's worthy to note that the fiscal year ends March 31st, and this was put out three days ago. And so mm-hmm. when they say this fiscal year, it sounds imagine, really good. It sounds really good. But I imagine technically they mean for this four day period, but maybe they mean the next one. I don't know. But that's the way they, they phrase it. Now they say uh, current. I believe I believe it this one. Oh, they continue. Although no issues have emerged so far, Sony is carefully monitoring the the risk of delays in production schedules for game software titles at both its first-party studios and partner studios, primarily in Europe and the U.S. Business has been impacted by factors such as restrictions on movement of people across national borders, making it difficult for Sony to send engineers to manufacturing hubs such as China and countries in Southeast Asia for the purpose of helping with the new product product launches launches or giving instructions on manufacturing sony has four manufacturing plants located in china two in shanghai one in one in um wuxi sorry if i mispronounced that uh Jingsu, and one in huizhou guangdong i'm hoping I'm, I'm i'm probably not pronouncing those right but four look four manufacturing plants located in china All these plants were shut down in accordance with government mandates from the beginning of the spring of the spring holidays on January 24th, 2020 until February 9th. From February 10th, all four plants have restarted operations in increments. Supply chain issues remain, but operations are returning to the level they were before the spread of the virus, end quote. And then a Sony spokesperson told Bloomberg this week also that PS5 shouldn't be delayed. Greg. Yes. Do you believe
0: it? Well, I do believe that there will be no impact on this fiscal year that ends yeah. in four that days, as tomorrow. of the publish of this. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then yeah, I think the other thing is you know the yeah I, I opened up Tweaktown over here. <laughs> what the fuck is this website buzzing? Where <laughs> yeah, did you no. find this? And if you are if you're Tweaktown, and you're listening. I'm not trying to knock on you. I'm just saying it's a interesting. It's just, game I've that never I heard
1: of Tweaktown, and yeah, it's such an interesting name. And it's been technology
0: and gaming content trusted in North America and globally since 1999. All right uh I, everything checks out i mean of course obviously that 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 statement from the 27th share and then yeah the bloomberg thing of the playstation 5 shouldn't be delayed that's back to last week right you and i have this conversation on ps i love you xoxo about yeah. hey like if it's going to get delayed what does that mean how does it affect it yada 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 i think you know the interesting thing they come on is in, in this tweak town article although no issues have emerged so far sony's carefully monitoring the risk of delays in production schedules for game software titles both at its first party studios and partner studios right yes. like to my knowledge, there's still been no, hey, we're Naughty Dog we're working from home. Hey, we're Sucker Punch we're working from home. But again, it, America's been pretty clear about it. if you're not in the central business, fucking work from home. And so even if it isn't, and they're jumping through hoops to do that, and we don't know about it, that's going to delay things. That is going to slow things down. I don't know if it's going to slow down. Last of Us, I don't know if it's going to slow down Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, you know, we don't... What do, how do I say this delicately? Like we don't have talent, blessing. What we do is no. easy. We talk into these cameras, and Kevin makes it work, and we have a show and a product we put out there for people. Like facts. even that, ha- facts. <laughs> even yeah. that, we had hurdles to get over. I can't imagine being a first part, a PlayStation wor- Worldwide Studio person, right? And you build environments, you work on this. No matter what you do in the game, having to take that setup home, then mm-hmm. somehow connect that to the network to talk to whoever else is working on it whatever to make the game run to do like when you start extrapolating out of this of how it all runs together it seems just set up alone tech alone you're taxing your it team to figure out whitelisting in private ips and this that and the other to then have it be that like for playstation a company that is so worried about their secrets leaking right of like have people i mean how many test kits does naughty dog have to take home and have them run yeah. like we, we, we did an article on games daily recently about how destiny 2 right uh, Bungie is using stadia they're leaning on them as an answer for this right is that state they're doing something private with stadia to play test these patches they're putting out that makes sense and that game is already released right like for this game where you're running it off of builds and packages and pkg files i, I just can't fathom wrapping my head around taking a 300 200 person team or whatever taking them off site and making it all keep going in a way that doesn't have the normal hurdles you'd expect
1: and i think it's it's awkward to bring up but there there are also the reports from jason schreier recently about crunch and about how people are at naughty dog you know for uh like when i say the end of the day right until the end of the day being like nighttime you know it's dark it's dark outside and you're still waiting on an animator to finish the thing so that you can implement implement it into the game if you're working from home how does that then come into play? Like are you able to get the same things done from like you're like what you're saying? are you able to get the same things done at home as you are uh, in the office, given that right now, where you're where you're you're in the final stretch for the last part two, you are trying to get things together. You are making those last finishing touches. and if everybody's separated, if everybody if if everything's kind of kind of gone to shit in a way in terms of your production uh, uh, workflow, how does that then affect when this thing? is able to come out
0: and then it comes down to you know how much work was left how much is this you know what i mean like is is for last of us right the most imminent of the games we're talking about here are they just in bug bug fixing like can can are the can people just play from home and figure this out and then make the adjustments Mm -hmm. and changes they need but then how do you network it all back together like you know even for us like i think how hard it is and how many hurdles there are for when the w- way we do the Borderlands show, right, is that we film it and then upload everything to the kind of funny server. And then uh, Raj Paconi he edits it, but he dials into the server and there's always some kind of thing or something going wrong or the Internet on Raj's end isn't as good as it was. And, uh, there's so many different little things that make moving these giant files around that. And I granted, I'm stupid. Everybody knows this. I don't understand PCs or business. Well, maybe I don't understand if everything's stored locally and you're using the cloud. I don't fucking know. But it's magic to me that a video game gets from the box to my TV period, let alone now taking home hundreds of boxes and trying to bring them together to make a game that could actually run.
1: Yeah, and so, and when we're talking about software, I, I'm more concerned for Last of Us than I am for Ghost of Tsushima. I think it still comes back to the of... Well, Ghost of Tsushima was delayed in theory because of Last of Us. Ah, okay. Right? Like, Ghost of Tsushima, I don't know if they ever, I don't think they ever announced Spring now I think about it,
0: but... No, that's I, definitely one of those well, that, it's similar to... um. The Other rumor we oh, Blue Point and a uh, uh, Demon Souls. It's something that's been said enough where you're like, Oh, that makes sense.
1: It's like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. but uh, I've always assumed that Ghost of Tsushima was slated for spring. Um, and I don't know if that was like a report from Jason Schreier or what, but mm-hmm. that's always been my assumption is that game was coming out in spring, and then last was game delayed to spring, then delayed um, uh, Ghost of Tsushima to summer. In theory, Ghost of Tsushima would have been ready around this time.
0: Um seems like it would have been a good April game. Yeah, like, gone, right
1: yeah. yeah, and that that's kind of what where I could have seen it at. It being delayed could have meant that they maybe like you know chilled out on their process or like slowed down on it a little bit and took their time with it. You know, or maybe the, maybe they are approaching the point where it's getting done. Who knows? But I imagine that game comparatively to the Last of Us would probably be ready to go by the time it's supposed to come out, uh compared to The Last of Us. That's kind of just the way I'm thinking. Um but I'm still I'm still of the mind that Last west at this point, I'm like putting more money in it, getting delayed than not, given it's, like
0: well, I'm with you, I mean, it's sad to yeah. say it, but i i I feel the same way, but it's it's uh, the way I feel that way, not based on facts, just on the uh, more of the intuition and the knowledge of like how perfect naughty dog wants their games to be, yeah, and I feel like again, they are naughty dog and get a, can get away with anything, let alone. I say get away with anything. I mean, like usually Sony will let them do whatever they want, let alone the fact that we are in an unprecedented time. Like again, you know, uh, when we're talking about Minecraft dungeons the other day, they put out a tweet of like, Hey, you know, we're moving to a work from home setup. We are still hoping to hit our, you know, end of April release date, but we might not kind of thing. That is one of the first flares you've seen go off, but you're going to see so many more. Like, like again, like I understand, you talk about reverberations and ripples in the water kind of thing like you're just seeing the beginning of that and i think when you do see once you see something like last of Us slip i think you'll see a whole bunch of other stuff slip like what does this mean for and like you know we're i i don't buy as much as you do that ghost of Tsushima is like bulletproof and we find no matter what like oh yeah. well, i don't think that it's bulletproof. slips then that slips what about like cyberpunk yeah. what about all these big games that are just colossal undertakings that are being worked on Uh, you know i I glanced over at the youtube chat yeah i see you every so often and it was brought up of like what about like you know mocap right now right like you can't Mm -hmm. if you think about like if and i don't i don't think they are but if you were working on god of war 2 right now for mocap right like yeah you can't get those actors they can't fly in you can't do that and even if we're not talking about god of war think about your other favorite game that was going to be happening right like when i was um uh uh uh, toronto when i went to Ubisoft Toronto not this last time, but the time before where I went through, got a tour and went into their brand new, you know, mocap stage. And we, they gave us some weird chicken. I think Jen and I put up a photo on our Instagram and it's, they were like, literally like this, you, you, when eventually a game is going to come out and you're going to see this thing in it, and you're going to understand. I'm like, all right, cool. Like there's that is happening at hundreds of studios around the globe every given day. And so the fact that suddenly it is not means that, fucking timelines are fucked right now for games yeah. and so it is going to be that thing of we're you know today on games daily we talked about how uh this our, this tweet from uh square and final fantasy right that if you live in europe or australia you might get it early because they're starting to ship it now they're shipping it now to try to get in front of the supply chain issues and everything that's going on but if you get it don't leak it kind of thing like right now in the moment we look at that and we're like oh man that's crazy and that's a whole different world like that's not the real ramification right that game has been done that happened before this that was in production like think about the and then we're worried about last of us which is at the finish line we're worried about ghost of tsushima which is pretty much at the finish line think about the games that are in their infancy that are in their cribs right now that not only do you talk let's and let's say everything ends. you know may 1st is real and it ends and so it's been what a month and a half that you know what i mean like Mm. that month and a half of lost work when you get back is then getting everybody back up to speed getting them everything back networked the right way getting back to where you were then rebooking the places you were booking uh keep in mind that the places you were going to record at or work at you know for your audio even have been had bookings probably already where they are now so now you have to juggle like everything's gonna be a cluster for a while and it'll be interesting to see what this fucks up and so then stick with me to go all the way back to where we began on this conversation it does come down to what we talked about last week with this PlayStation 5 stuff of telling Bloomberg there are no plans currently to delay the PlayStation 5 that is all well and good but what about when the PlayStation 5 can't launch with its triple a exclusive or even double a things it expected yeah to. what about when it when, is like just,
1: everything shifts
0: i mean it, look at us like and how easy we were picking up and this is gonna let me let me unload that question because that was about to say because i said called us talentless early i don't mean that what about like think about how many indies already work remotely how many indies do do their jobs like you see it all the time that they oh well i live in toronto and they live here and they do that like yeah those games i mean hopefully knock on wood for most people a lot of people it's business as usual obviously not for if you have a studio if you have a room you're going to or something like that but Mm -hmm. if you're quarantined and making the games like you're making it but like can you launch a playstation 5 and xbox with just that and like it goes back to what we talked about last week of playstation being able to sit there and go well this is you know evolution this does run your things better let's launch it more like a playstation 4 pro than a playstation 5 but it's going to be fascinating yeah I feel like I'm ranting a lot this episode. I hope you don't mind. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm enjoying it. Okay, good.
1: I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Uh, oh, like Greg, I hit you with some with some uh, quick hits. Oh, yeah, I'm you loving sure it can. like McDonald's. Uh, let's see. First for quick hits, PlayStation is preserving internet during COVID-19. This comes from the PS blog. They write, playing video games enables players all over the world to connect with friends and family and enjoy much-needed entertainment during these uncertain times. Sony Interactive Entertainment is working with internet service providers in Europe to manage download tra- traffic to help preserve access for the entire internet community. We believe it is important to do our part to address internet stability concerns as an unprecedented number of people are practicing social distancing and are becoming more reliant on internet access. Players, are, players may experience somewhat slower or delayed game downloads, but will still enjoy robust gameplay. We appreciate the support and understanding from our community and they're doing their part as we take these measures in an effort to preserve access for everyone. And then the update, came through later on in the week uh quote beginning today we will take similar measures in the united states and we'll continue to take uh take appropriate action to do our part to help ensure internet stability as this unprecedented situation continues to evolve and so if you're having slow internet download speeds for your for your playstation games that's why uh but it's overall it's a good thing right preserving internet keeping bandwidth open
0: it was the same conversation i had with andrea uh on games daily about the final fantasy uh tweet and how hey that it sucks that like what well, the question came of why don't they just release it everywhere right now why are they just pissing people off and it's like that normal thing of listen i agree with you right here in this moment on this show talking about this thing of like ah what the. Mm-hmm. but when you expand it out and you're like oh right the world's in a pandemic yeah like of course this is the right thing yeah. to do like the more people than ever are using it i saw on a uh, games or industry games industry.biz today right an, an article of how xbox is like yeah uh or microsoft is like yeah services service use is up something like 740 percent like it's there's a lot of things we're there's all figuring out yeah. there's a lot of things we're all figuring out and it is vital to have this and so like if if discord hit us up tomorrow and was like hey because we record this through discord hey you know video quality is going to drop Yep, that would suck, but you know what? Again, do it. Do what you have to do. Like let's yeah. keep it working. Let's keep the internet. So many people are using this to stay in touch right now in a horrifying time and talk to family members and get updates that I'm not going to sit here and be like mmm, took forever to download Final Fantasy.
1: There are more important things to worry about. Uh, but if they mess with my online gameplay, then that's where we'll have a conversation. That's where you draw,
0: draw the line. That's
1: where I draw the line. If I start glitching out in Overwatch, oh man, Sony, get ready to pick up your phones and hear some words from me. Not really. Uh, another one for quick hits: Uncharted 4 and Dirt Rally f- and Dirt Rally 4. That's not right. Are there four Dirt Rallies? You Whatever. Can tell me there's twenty eight <laughs> Dirt
0: Rallies. I, like, I guess so, probably. Dirt I'm Rally. trying to
1: figure out if I put this down because of Uncharted 4 or if it really is Dirt Rally 4. I'm gonna ah,
0: quick Dirt Rally.
1: I'm just gonna say Uncharted 4 and Dirt Rally sure. uh, are likely to be your PS Plus games for April. Uh, I'm pulling this quickly from Robert Ramsey at Push well, Square. it's confirmed now, right? Yes. Well, no, it's not confirmed. It's not. I checked. It's it's one of those things where, and I'm not even going to read the new story. I'm just going to lay it out. Um, no, basically, a PlayStation channel, I want to say... PlayStation Access on YouTube, which is a verified official PlayStation channel, uploaded the PS Plus video early uh, last week. It was meant to go up like Wednesday this week. And it revealed in Charter 4 into Dirt Rally. Makes sense. Dirt um, Rally 2.0, point. by the way. 2.0, yeah. And uh, you, rally four did not sound right. There you go. Uncharted four and rally 2.0 are a Plus games, which is a great month.
0: Or oh my god. Uncharted four, yeah. Games, come on.
1: Yeah, not to mention, remember they that.
0: gave away the collection a couple months ago. Yeah. So like now you could, you could Uncharted have every you could have every Uncharted except for Golden Abyss, which everybody acts like didn't happen, even though it was a good game. What up, Sony Ben?
1: And then lastly, for Quick Hits, Death Stranding's photo mode is confirmed for PS4. I'm pulling this from Joe Scrubbles at IGN. Weeks after its initial announcement for PC, Hideo Kojima has confirmed that Death Stranding's photo mode will come to the PS4 version of the game. It's not an unexpected announcement, but every post Kojima has made about the mode has been met with with fans asking for a PS4 version, so it should set some minds at ease. Kojima says the mode should be a part of the next patch of the PS4 game, and he is trying to, quote, make it happen at the end of this month's update, end quote. Early looks at the photo mode show that it'll work similarly to, com- to comparable modes in other PS4 games, such as God of War. However, Kojima has intimated that it may contain a psychic photo mode that could work similarly to how he previously hid staff images as ghosts in
0: Metal Gear Solid games. Wow. Friends, think- yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean photo I mean Death Stranding, a beautiful game to begin with. It should it have is. probably had photo mode from the very, very beginning, but I'm glad it's getting added finally. Good, good on them. Keep I'm, it coming. I don't know if me and you talked about this,
1: uh, but Death Stranding feels a lot more like I don't know, like a lot more plausible. Now. Yeah, I think you I saw you plausible. tweet, right?
0: Didn't you tweet like if uh, I did if, tweet. if they, they release Death Stranding right now, <laughs> it'd be game of the century or something.
1: Yes, I did tweet that. Because like it's so like, I almost hugged my delivery person the other, day, <laughs> the other day, Greg, when they when they delivered me my, my Postmates. Like, sure, it's it, it's it's such a and I mean not just the delivery aspect of it because I think I quote tweeted it with like uh, a story from a story about Amazon and how I guess I forget the exact thing. It might have been the fact that they're prioritizing essential goods uh, yeah. over other goods from Amazon. I might have quote quote tweeted that with the Death Stranding thing, but just overall, Death Stranding being a game that is about connection. In a world where people can't leave like leave their houses and uh, like establishing an internet so that people can people can be social. Like it's fucked up how like Kojima seems to like just be able to see the future between Metal Gear Solid 2 and this. He um, knew it. He knew it all along. So he played us like a goddamn fiddle. Played us like a fiddle. Greg, that's a nose. Oh, that's it for and oh, no, I mean, unless you had another, another,
0: another thing to say there. I can, I can, I can talk about Kojima all day long. You know that. Oh. I, 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 I wonder, you know, we're going to talk about it here in a little bit about some embargoes and how many reviews we've been doing lately or whatever. But there's still part yeah. of me that I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe when things settle down or in this whole shelter in place, I'll get back to that Stranding work on my Platinum a little bit. But oh, really? i about 100 games and then I never do it, so I suck. But you know who doesn't suck, Blessing? Our sponsors. <laughs> this episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Okay, so we all know that ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time until we run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. That's why ExpressVPN has been helping so many of our friends go on and act like they're watching Doctor Who. Well, they're, they're, they're doing it, but they're acting like they're in the UK. They're watching Doctor Who on the UK Netflix. It's simple. You just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. Love anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. But it's not just Netflix. Uh, ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. Hulu, the BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason we like to use ExpressVPN to watch shows is that it is ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. ExpressVPN is compatible with all your devices, your phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on a personal device or the big screen wherever you are. If you visit our special link right now at expressvpn.com psiloveyou you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com psiloveyou up next, it's me undies. It's officially spring, which means it's officially spring cleaning time. Yes, that's a thing. And if you're not doing it, you should be. Because especially there's a whole bunch of stuff happening and it's all in your underwear drawer. It's time to get rid of some of those undies like I did. End your relationship with toxic old tattered undies and move on to a membership with the softest undies ever to grace your nethers. A fresh new start for spring. Uh, you know it as well as I do, ladies and gentlemen. I got a pair of me undies and I said, dang how, these are so good. I threw away the rest of my underwear. I said, I don't need them anymore. I ordered more me undies. Now I only wear me undies. Kevin, am I lying?
1: No, you're telling the truth.
0: Thank you very much. Why would you need an undie membership? Honestly, because it's fun. <laughs> it's an easy way to give your future self a present each and every month. A membership with me undies is full of perks like sight. Perks like site-wide savings, early access, free shipping, and new ridiculously soft undies delivered to your door each and every month. Building your undie collection makes your adult life a tad easier. More undies equal less laundry. It's science. Me undies are made with micromodal fabric. What the hell is that? It's a magical, sustainable, soft as heck fabric made from trees. Yes, trees that make your bits feel like they're floating on a cloud. Me undies can be offered in size ranges from X. S, which I believe is extra small, even though I've never seen it, and 4XL. Uh, MeUndies is a great offer for my listeners. And any For my listeners, any first-time purchasers get 15% off and free shipping. This is a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. That's MeUndies.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. And then we're back. How you doing? Yeah, uh, blessing. It's time for what you playing. Blessing. What you playing? Speaking
1: of trophies and platinums, Greg. Now here's the thing. I'm mm. going to talk about a game. I'm not. I haven't gotten the platinum in it, but I looked through the trophy list, and the platinums piqued my interest. The game is Rainbow Six Siege. Here's okay. the thing. Yeah. So I've been playing quite a bit, quite a bit of Rainbow Six Siege this week. And it's come back to our conversation that we're having uh, at the beginning of the episode about um, staying in touch social to friends, and staying yeah. in touch and talking to people. It's been one of those games for me. And it's been one of those things where, like, this week I just had the thirst. I just had the hunger. I thought, like, Rainbow Six Siege just came across the mind for some reason. I don't know if I saw a gameplay video or what, but there was something in me that I was like, I need to play Rainbow Six Siege right now. And so I hit up the homies. I was like, hey, y'all, it's time. It's time to go back. It's time to return. I was gonna say
0: how much had you played already?
1: I there was like a good like I think like a winter season where I was very okay. into Rainbow Six okay. Siege. Like a few a couple months, I'm gonna say I was I was playing Rainbow Six Siege pretty heavy. And I jump back in. The game is still fun. It's still just as accessible as it was a few years ago, which is surprising to me because I feel like I hear crazy things going on in the game. Like I feel like whenever they add in, when, like for any kind of service game, honestly, whenever they add in like new uh, expansions and new characters and all this stuff, you you always get this fear of I'm gonna return to it. I'm not gonna know anything that was going on. Yeah. But I returned to it and got acclimated just fine. Uh, second I like the nature new, riding a bike. Second nature. I like the new characters, as the character named or uh, year five, I should say, just released. Uh, like a month ago so it just started and with it came a couple new characters one of them being Oryx who is like a like he's a defense character uh, if you're to put it in context right Rainbow Six Siege competitive shooter you are bre- it's, it's tactical you're breaching into houses in order to take out the enemy team and save a hostage or defuse a bomb it's that type of game Um, the whole like the cool thing about it is you are you, you're able to break through walls and like you have destructible environments that you're working with Oryx uh is a new character who essentially can run through walls uh which is a pretty fun thing to do but yeah overall been enjoying it and the thing about the trophy list is i look through it and basically i have i want to say like 50% of the trophies at this point already and i looked at the remaining trophies and i was like huh these don't seem like out like too out of reach and so it's on my trophy radar right now. Okay. That might okay. be one that I might, it, it might depend on like how much time I have. The, the thing is yeah, that I'm
0: looking the, at it right now. Though, there's a bunch of things that's like, seems like they would take time, like win 100 attack rounds in casual slash ranked multiplayer.
1: That sounds like it would take time, but I, I feel like for how much I played the game already, I'm sure I'm you can grind
0: like, and I'm, like cheese it too, if you need to. or whatever.
1: Yeah. But I'm, I'm probably like partway there at this point. Like I'm probably like near, nearing it if I don't already have that. Um, they're, the 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 trophies that are probably going to be trouble that are going to give me trouble actually for sure are the ranked ones because I don't I have I've stayed away from playing ranked in this game because I ju- I'm just not that type of player. Um, but there are quite a few trophies that are like get gold rank or play or get yeah, this many five
0: flawless victories in ranked.
1: Yes, which in in paper on on paper probably sounds way more difficult than it probably is because I've gotten flawless victories in casual uh quite a okay. few and that just okay. that just means you win three out of five rounds in a row um oh, okay, it's, best, okay. it's best of five so if you win the first three then it's a flawless victory uh and so it's not like you are winning without getting hit or anything like that um but rainbow six siege continues to be fun i've been enjoying it been loving it Gray, i've also been playing a game that both of us have been playing <gasps> resident evil 3 remake
0: resident evil 3 remake. the
1: uh the embargo went up today as of the time we we're recording sure it did and it's way more mixed than I thought it was going to be. Told you, I told you guys. Yeah.
0: you can catch our review: youtubecom slash games or the gamescast podcast feed. It's me. It's blessing. It's Tim. It's Imran. All talking about Resident Evil Three, spoiler free. So don't worry about it. And that'll yeah. continue here as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like we were all positive on it, and and obviously I, no, I shouldn't say obviously. If you haven't been keeping up, I haven't seen the Metacritic this morning. It was at an eight flat, but it had Gamespot giving the single player in its in review process a, a six right now. IGN giving it a nine um and yeah that's kind of what you're seeing us gamer was low on it easy Eyes was an eight five like yeah. everyone
1: gamer gave it a
0: 58 looks like Oof. and that's the thing about it like here's here's what I, I knew we we're going to talk about it and I know we've already reviewed it so what I wanted to ask you was a different question about it mm-hmm. since we reviewed it have you thought about it no exactly right that's and that's what i talked about in the review of like it is an enjoyable game it is an action game with some really cool horror uh, survivor horror parts of it but i beat it and as soon as i beat it like i i had the exact opposite reaction that luce o'brien had when she reviewed it on ig her opening paragraph is about how she beat it and then immediately restarted it and i beat it and immediately deleted it from my cross media bar and haven't thought about it until this morning when jen and i were walking i was like oh the embargo's up right our review's up oh yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah I say in the review, right, of like, it's just not Resident Evil 2. Whereas at Resident Evil 2, like, you know, in December, doing Game of the Year list, we were thinking about Resident Evil 2. Like, Resident Evil 3, I'm not gonna go yeah. out again.
1: Resident, Resident Evil 2 remake is a game where by the time all the Game of the Year uh events happened, I was like upset that Resident Evil 2 remake didn't seem to win anything. Yeah, like no major Game of the Year award whatsoever. And Resident Evil 3, I'll be shocked if it's nominated. <laughs> yeah no I don't I don't think it will be and
0: and, and it's not like that's what you judge this game by but it is I think what we all woke up to in the review is the shadow cast the shoes are so big of Resident Evil 2 that this game just didn't have a shot and some people you, you know arguably the source material didn't have a shot right re2 versus re3 originally I'm not qualified to talk about that at all but I know some people were saying that as well
1: yeah this is also one of those things though that it it has the bone it has the bones and like skin of Resident Evil 2 it looks like resident evil 2 it walks like resident evil 2 but it just doesn't it on every conceivable level i feel like it just falls short of resident evil 2 when you look at all the all the things it tries to do with the same bones like it tries to make a different it tries to make somewhat of a different type of game being more action horror than survival horror yeah and uh, where Resident Evil 2 felt like it took its time and felt fresh and surprised you with jump scares and all this stuff, like Resident Evil 3 has a lot of the same jump scares and it has a lot of the same puzzle solutions and it, it does it does a lot of the same, but in a way that is more brief, in a way that is less uh, that doesn't breathe as much in in its in its uh, moments. Like there's there are certain moments where I should have I should have like been blown away. By like a jump scare and i think I, I think it was Imran who brought it up on our review that if resident evil 3 came beforehand came out yeah. before resident evil 2 remake that might have that probably would have actually definitely made a difference to how i re- received it but it coming after resident evil 2 i think uh blunted its blow
0: like, a, a lot um yeah
1: that's it it's a, I, it, yeah it, it, you know it's that's a great cancellation
0: you know. of course it's still a good game it's just you know i my things stand by it of just like i think nemesis uh, the boss battles after he is initially revealed take away from him. I think uh, the it's a you know it took me five and a half hours for that campaign. There's not a real reason to play through it again unless you really want to, like Lucy did. Um, and it's still sixty bucks. And I can't speak to how good Resistance is, except for the fact that I don't really feel like playing Resistance. I don't want to play Resistance. Yeah. I haven't played Resistance. Yeah. But like, if tomorrow Blessing hit me up I was like, "Oh man, everybody loves it. We should try it." I'd try it, but I don't know it's it's yeah. yeah like you said it's good it's a good game it's fun like i recommend it but i feel like it should have been a 30 dollar download on its own just get the single yeah. player, and i wouldn't be surprised they, if eventually it is. they
1: like i feel like they could have done like 40 dollars, and and it would have made way more sense like it feels like an, it feels like uncharted lost legacy but not even as uh grand as that um but yeah once again still still a good game just underwhelming but yeah. you know what I played that wasn't as underwhelming. Right? What's that? Uh
0: the Beat Saber Timbaland. Oh, how did this turn pack. out? Yeah, you you weren't you last we talked about it you were like, well they're not the Timbaland tracks I want, but
1: Yeah, and they, and they're still not. They are they, they're modern Timbaland tracks which, which I haven't list, I haven't listened to Timbaland like that within the last like what, 5 years. Like he's not really been producing hits the same uh at the, at the same level as he was during like 2000 to 2010. And so like going into this pack going into this music pack i i had those expectations and i feel like i feel like they just hit that like they're they're good songs um it is it's it's not the hip-hop that i wanted it is is definitely pop uh and like electronic pop but the songs still slap like the songs are still good it's still fun and and, i also had the thing where like like i think i realized that i might be like good at the beat saber. Oh. I went hard. Yeah, I I I went in hard, which sounds different from what I mean. Like i I played hard. I still can't make that sound appropriate. I no, played on fine. the hard mode. Yeah. Yes. And uh, on one of the songs i got a perfect combo first time Damn, dude look at first you time. look at
0: you yeah. pro, new, pro gamer he's going yeah. he's going pro over here
1: and then i went to another song and i was like you know what man i'm gonna put this on expert and i got a, I can't remember if it was an a rank or an s rank the first time but Damn. i still got a very high okay. rank the first you got time it. Was, you got it you're feeling those things where i was like man this might be a, this, this might be my my
0: esport greg here's the question for you then: how close are that beat saber platinum are you because the beat saber platinum It's mainly about time. It's mainly about time, and I was doing really well when I started playing a long time ago, and then fell off, and then I play it more on Quest than I do anywhere else now. And so, like, it's there, but there are there definitely are like get a bunch of S ranks and do a bunch of things on Expert or whatever. And that's
1: my thing is like I when I when I go in and I play casually and I just play to have fun, that's when I start getting the perfect combos. But when I'm actually like trying, trying, that's when I get stressed out playing Beat Saber to like to get perfect combos specifically. Yeah. Um. And so I think that's the reason why I haven't even tried to get the platinum. But that may sure. that might be a good one to check Just out. Look into, I it. This, saying look into it. I want to say earlier in, w- in one of the earlier episodes, I talked about how I usually get like a platinum a year, and I didn't get one last year. And so I I think I kind of want to see if I can get two this year. Uh, which is why I was looking at the Rainbow Six thing. I might I might I might check out Beat Saver. See what that's all about. Go. Keep working on it because you're going to be locked up for a long time. Apparently, don't worry. About and it. then and then lastly, I, I finished up Untitled Goose Game. I played I played most of it last week i think kevin mentioned though yeah i was gonna say
0: kevin kevin's the guy who pushed you over last week to go through and actually yeah. finish it was it worth do it do shit. kevin said you had to uh
1: yeah kevin kevin was the one that uh encouraged me to finish it and i went and i finished it and kevin was right the ending of that game right it It's fun. Act- like it didn't make it a game of your contender by any means but that ending might have made it like i it, it definitely brought up my enjoyment of it like multiple fold. like I, right. I i legit was like oh okay that's it's not anything revolutionary it's not sure, like sure, sure. the ending of I, I like it's not like a sixth sense like oh snap like the goose meant capitalism or anything like that it's not that <laughs> but <laughs> but i i finished it and i was like what a clever game what a clever little game that they created i enjoyed it good
0: um so yeah uh for me this week played resident evil 3 like we talked about that was one of the games for a review we were working on that was embargoed so like last week we couldn't talk about it when we were playing it trying to beat it and mm-hmm. then right now we are also working on a game that is embargoed and redacted that i can't talk about yet you are as well mm-hmm. um yeah. so i've done a bunch of I, I i would say the two reviews i'm working on i've taken or whatever the two reviews i have and have worked on and have been working on uh are taking up all my time but outside of that i got in literally one match of predator hunting grounds on a oh, Friday night yeah. downloaded as soon as it dropped got in there took me three minutes to get a match got in uh all randoms uh, I was the MVP I tweeted about it I killed the predator he came at me like a clown at the end I killed him I got away before he nuked it I'm the only guy who killed the predator I'm awesome I'm still great immediately tried to get in another one it took seven minutes and didn't find a match and I was like I gotta go hmm. and so oh. I know that this whole point of the free trial weekend was ill phonic you know working on the bugs, doing these different things. I've talked to a bunch of different people who found matches and ran the whole thing with private matches and had a great time. I know Friday night at launch, it was rife with errors and people not being able to connect. And I saw Ilphonic being out there talking to it and stuff. So I'm glad they're doing it. I hope they're able to fix it because it definitely is a game that I see myself playing a lot of. And obviously, Ilphonic, the folks who made Friday the 13th, um, uh, Corsi, who's in the the PS League with us working there now too, by the way, Um, for full disclosure. And... Obviously, you know how much I love Friday the 13th. This one still has all those smacks of it, right? The leveling was in there. I think the gunplay is fun. It's it's that game. It's that multiplayer asynchronous game because you're, you're aware of it, right, Plus, Have you played it yet? Yeah, no, nice. I've not played it. So if you aren't aware, ladies and gentlemen, it's like Friday the 13th, except four of you are soldiers with a task of like, I think the one I, that work, I got to play was like uh, getting water samples and then running them to this thing. It's like multi-thing of you're playing... Basically, like you're playing your own Call of Duty thing, where you're running around doing all this different stuff. There's AI, just soldiers there that are dumb. They're meant to be dumb, so you shoot them and you know get kills and do whatever. But then one other player is playing as the predator, coming out to hunt you and kill you. And so you either have to get the objective done and then exfiltrate, or kill the predator to win. The predator has to kill you, and even if they the predator gets mortally wounded, it can uh, set off its uh, nuke function to kill everybody else, and they'd win that way. Um, and so. Running through just with a random team, I had a great time. And I can really see it being that, yeah, I'd love to, when it actually drops, get together a team of best friends, get together, you know, you, Blessing, and, and Kevin, everybody, Barrett or whatever, and just mm. run through it and do that and have an actual squad and have, like, you know, when we when we learn the maps and know the things and where you're going to go and what you're going to do kind of things. Uh, it seemed like there was enough, enough uh, of a leveling curve to it and things to unlock that I'm going to be all about it when it gets here. But, yeah, he, it was that thought, thing yeah. of...
1: Do you feel like you're going to get into this one more than you
0: did Friday the 13th? That's really hard to say because you remember I was into Friday the 13th. Yeah. Like I was into Friday the 13th. And so I'm hoping for better performance because that's really what killed Friday the 13th was the servers melting down and this not working and not being able to get matches and not being able to team up with people. If this works better, I could see what I could see this one being is that consistent even like uh, if it w- if it, it if I hadn't had a rough start in the beginning, and if my progress was going to carry over, none of the progress from this carries over to the final thing. It would have been, I think, in between. Like, all right, cool. I'm sitting back down to do that review. You know what? Let me get one match because it's not that long. Mm-hmm. Let me get in there and do one. I could see it getting that kind of treatment where I'm playing something else, or I you know whatever. But then at the end of the night or the start of the night, I want to get in and do some of it. But I see me playing a lot at launch. I don't know if it would be one of the Friday Thirteenth since I put so much time into it. But mm-hmm. again, if The problem other... Friday 13th leveling I thought was too slow at times too. So spice it up with some double XP weekends. We'll see. Hmm. Um, The other thing, I I started Borderlands uh, 3 Guns, Love, and Tentacles. uh, The new DLC for it, of course. The the Hammerlock uh, and Wainwright wedding or whatever. Uh, Great stuff. Uh, Really funny. Uh, uh, Well, first off, disclosure, we make the Borderlands show with 2K. If you go and watch the new episode of the Borderlands show, you can see me and Fran actually play through. Not what I... You see us play through the first... Hour of the DLC is cut down. Uh what I played this weekend was me, Lucy, and Jen playing through uh with Tamor from GameSpot as well. Uh we ran through and played through more than that, but not too much, because then it was on to the review we were talking about that we can't talk about. Um, and so played a bunch. I'm anxious to get back to it. Uh it's I think it's really funny. You're in a town called Curse Haven, which has this like Vincent Price vampire bartender dude who's clearly gonna be the bad guy and has cursed everybody, sending you on missions on this wedding you're running into all sorts of different you know again they've done such a great job with these dlcs with different color palettes of this like neon purples and pinks uh these great soundtracks these cool villains and then this one i i like the borderlands humor uh running around in curse haven and finding all the different people who are cursed and they all have different things that are happening to them like one person's talking in slow motion one person's endlessly falling one person is like literally the floor is on lava so they're dancing the whole time like that fun stuff i'm anxious to get back to it and in the similar vein I uh, finally ran uh coney island with fran in division two and that's another one that I was just like i love to see when you have these established shooters and games right that i want to say are known for it but have a distinct art style with their main game and then get really weird with it with the dlc so coney island was mm-hmm. one of the expansions that came out already but i wanted to wait till the level increase and the battle pass and all that jazz and so you go there and it is like this uh really colorful environment a little bit tongue-in-cheek with the whole you know like carnival atmosphere to it but division so much fun to run around and play if i had division two right now bless is in that same headspace i had when dc universe online when i was addicted to that where it is i think if i didn't have a job that's all i would play like i would be i would just play division two like i wouldn't i would i would check out all my actual responsibilities to go chase loot boxes and things on that but
1: i feel that man i that's that's kind of me with uh with rainbow six and uh i'm not that deep back that deep into it like at this point yet but i can see myself getting to the point where it's like oh yeah like i just want to spend all my time playing playing rainbow six like is that in overwatch are the games that i, that I kind of come back to whenever yeah. i have downtime and I, it, it seems like you know with the whole like quarantine situation uh rainbow six division uh um what was the other portal like it seems like these games are doing a good job of keeping us occupied and they're in they all kind of fulfill that same role of being games that we come that we come back to. Yeah. And it's the same and thing so, I think you're
0: seeing with, uh, even though it's not us right now, but with Fortnite, right? Like, I think there is that thing of those persistent destiny too, right? Those persistent online worlds that you can go in there and work at a greater goal for like that works yeah. so well that yeah, I'm all about it. And I love it. And it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. You know, woe is us to have to play all these games early and review them and talk about them and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It is that thing of like, sometimes I do turn on my C division there. I'm like, nah, I can't do it tonight. Got to gotta go over here. Uh, speaking of which, Blessing, it's time for 104 PSN games ranked. Uh, it's a Whoa. bit different this week. A bit different this week. Uh, due to the embargoes, RE3, and then the other thing we're working on, uh, our free time is pretty much non-existent. Meaning that, Blessing, you said you got an hour into your PSN game mm-hmm. from last week, right? I, didn't even, I, I contacted you last night because it was at... Either I have to delay the review thing I'm working on or I can just we can punt this till next weekend when we can give the games the right amount of time and we agreed that was the better thing to do. So if you aren't following along each week, we read through the drop on the PlayStation blog and each pick a different PSN game to play. The next week we report back. We rank them in one ridiculous list that you can see at kind slash one Oh four list. The rules are simple. We can't pick the same game. It can't be something that's AAA and it shouldn't be something we were going to play anyway. So last week you picked paper Beast for PlayStation VR. I picked moons of madness on PlayStation four. Uh, we both have them. You put an hour in moons of madness sitting right next to the division on my dashboard or uh, cross media bar or, live area whatever the fuck they call it now uh and i don't want to i didn't want to shortchange it last night and run through it just knowing i had to get to the other thing for work you want to give yours more time so we will however to keep everything rolling we will also pick what we're going to do for next week so that's two for get a two for next week where we come back and rank four games i know blessing it's crazy how we do it it's crazy so I'm going to the PlayStation blog, uh, the drop here from Justin, of course. Uh, Justin has the following games listed. Battle Rockets on PlayStation Vita. Uh, battle Rockets is a unique, a unique shmup fighter designed exclusively for the PlayStation Vita. In Battle Rockets, each player chooses a side, literally. Play as one of eight console-tan fighters and battle your friends or foes or compete or complete strangers. Are you head-to-heady? Uh, the Casebook of Arc-80 Smith uh an open world And this is for playstation 4 sorry digital uh an open world investigation game set in a futuristic city take on the role of arcady smith the famous investigator i i know his name well bless uh, explore this vast city search for hidden clues solve fiendish puzzles and speak to elusive suspects can you uncover the mystery of each crime the complex which kevin scroll down Look at the box art they put up here for *Complex* on PlayStation Four. Dude. it's just a—it's like a stock image of this uh, brunette woman with like, she's in a white outfit and it's got a she complex. looks like and-
1: a brunette, the brunette version of the lady from *Detroit: Become Human*, like the menu lady.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, *The yeah. Complex* is an interactive sci-fi thriller movie from the publishers of *Late Shift* and *The Bunker*. After a major bioweapon attack on London, two scientists find themselves in a locked-down laboratory with time and air running out. Your actions and your relationship with each with other characters will lead you to one of eight suspenseful endings. The complex is an interactive sci-fi thriller movie. Kevin's throwing it up there oh. right now, so it it isn't stock art. It is this woman. Look at them acting. Yo,
1: up. I am into this. I know. I
0: was like, oh, uh, I was like holy shit!" Actually, I like this. Who lives? Who dies? How? Will you? Decide? Yeah, it seems like it has it has Erica vibes. It does have Erica vibes. I'd love to see. Yeah, that's what I'd love to see is like gameplay. Am I just like. Oh, here it is. Yeah,
1: no, you're just choosing. All
0: right.
1: Did you like Erica? No, it was terrible, but I like those types of games. Like, I'm very like. Like I'm very lenient when it comes to like the the interactive adventure. The problem I had with Erica, like I don't
0: mind the choices. That's cool. Choose your own adventure. It was like the all right now turn the handle and like light the candle. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like that was weird. Part.
1: My problem with Erica was that story was nonsense
0: yeah i didn't oh, give it long enough to really get into that
1: i uh, finished it and man <laughs> you regret
0: that time uh curious yeah. expedition is coming to playstation 4 curious expedition is a roguelike expedition simulator set in the late 19th century take on the roles the role of historical personalities and venture forth on expeditions for to unexplored regions on a quest for fame science and of course fortune don your pith helmet and khakis and make your way through a lush procedurally generated world filled of wonder and mystery final assault comes to playstation vr uh final assault is an action-packed world war ii themed rts built from the ground up to utilize the power of vr you said rts and i'm not even going to read anymore good goliath comes to playstation vr uh, good goliath is an arcade action style game where the player is a giant is a giant battling hordes of little foes with wave-based tower defense gameplay where players are the tower are the tower catch dodge and throw pitchforks uh barrels and even tiny enemies battle armies mini bosses uh and colossal monsters in vibrant worlds right out of a storybook uh hyper parasite comes to playstation 4 uh, a roguelike twin stick shooter slash brawler that never plays the same twice. Collect and control 60 different characters uh, as the body snatching alien parasite with a grudge against humanity. Fight to the top of the food chain, possess the president, push the big red button, and one up <laughs> the human race. Fuck, that sounds great, man. Uh Immortal Legacy, the Jade Cipher. This comes to PlayStation 4. Delve deep into the origins of a sinister Chinese legend and unearth the secrets of an island's forgotten past in this pulse-pounding adventure. Explore a nightmarish island surrounded by mis- in mystery. Survive against uh, enemies using an array of weapons, uh, crack intricate puzzles, and uncover the disturbing truth. Uh opera and Sina. opera and Sina, the stolen Sun, playstation 4 this is the one that debuted at the kind of funny game showcase and i can't say its name sorry opera and Sina, the stolen Sun, uh, embraces everything you love about classic first person dungeon crawlers embracing the old school turn-based rpg experience with modern sensibilities gather your team of memorable characters and guide them through a world inspired by central europe european mythology where history meets legend Overpass. Take control of big name buggies and quads to negotiate screens sc- scree slopes, steep inclines, and various obstacles of extreme off-road and technically challenging tracks. <laughs> Find the best route and manage your acceleration, differentials, and drivetrain to dominate local or online competitions. It sounds it looks like smugglers running the art, and then it sounds incredibly nerdy. Yeah. And not about but I mean manage your acceleration, differentials, and drivetrain. Lord.
1: I mean it sounds like uh trials.
0: No. Right? That sounds like it's like more like a sim thing of how are you gonna get this car over this yeah, thing. Definitely a
1: sim. Oh, no, okay, no, that makes sense.
0: Persona Five Royal is out. PlayStation Four, AAA, of course, and I think Bless is are gonna play it? I should play it at some point. I know and it's a it. very triple A. played it, you know what I mean? Random Heroes comes to PlayStation 4 and Vita. It lives. Stop an alien invasion by teaming up with a bunch of random heroes. The earth is being invaded by terrifying aliens. It's up to you and a bunch of random heroes to save the day and stop the invasion. Shoot and jump your way through over 108 levels to stop the alien menace and bring peace to the planet. Will you be able to survive? Resident Evil 3 comes to PlayStation 4 of course. Triple A, don't need to worry about it. Snaky Bus comes to PlayStation 4 digitally. Snaky bus is an absurd arcade driving game and frantic score chasing experience where the biggest danger is yourself. Wind through city streets, pick up as many passengers as you can and deliver them to their destination to increase your score and the length of your bus. Totally reliable digital. Uh, are you pulling up a trailer that Kev? Is this a is this snaky bus? I've seen snaky bus. Uh, snaky bus is very interesting to me. look at it look at that giant bus you got there yeah no that actually looks amazing
1: yeah i that looks really fun
0: yeah it does yeah it does buddy uh totally reliable digital god i'll get it here totally reliable delivery service on playstation 4 buckle up your back brace and fire up the delivery truck it's time to deliver join up to three of your friends and haphazardly get the job done in an interactive sandbox world delivery (laughs) attempted that's a totally reliable delivery service guarantee and then War Room, the final game of the week, comes to PlayStation Vita. It lives. Experience a 10-minute dive into the unknown depths of the multiverse. <laughs> War Room is an interactive art experience born in the minds of two holographic entities, Michael Ridger and Serge Bulat. It is designed to reveal things about ourselves and measure our imagination.
1: Wow, Greg. <laughs> it is designed
0: uh. to reveal things about ourselves and measure our imagination there are choices today bless there are choices there are
1: choices i'm between like quite a few right now because the the prospect of Rural room only being a 10 minute long experience <laughs> is very tempting uh but also snaky bus looks really fun and then operation does look like something i might i might want to was it operation or uh the complex the movie the complex Yes. Sorry, I got that mixed up. I had The Complex Operacina. in my mind. And then, no, Overpass was the other one I was looking at. Ah, <laughs> Somehow that became Operation. Um, hmm. I don't know. Is, there any, is there anyone that piques your interest?
0: Yeah. Uh, the Complex, Sneaky Bus, and War Room all sound like, fuck, I gotta know more about these things.
1: Yeah. No, I'm on those three too. Oh, man.
0: Okay. okay. This, is a, this is a dilemma. You know what I mean? I forget
1: who picked first last time.
0: It's been a long time. I think the last few times we've had like definitive I mean, like this is the one i want this is the one you want yeah you you come alphabetically first so you should pick first i think
1: all right oh man i, I mean i can't tough i've done it i've cleared you my mind what? and i you, have my answer you do it
0: you do it you do it sneaky bus for greg
1: okay man so it comes down between the complex which here's here's the dilemma complex doesn't I'm, seem like it's gonna be good complex in my mind is not that great but, but it could be it could be, and I just enjoy. I enjoy. Let's the, watch
0: like, a movie with some bad acting. Let's see what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe like, I can we can't hear the trailer yourself.
1: And let's make choices about what what they do. Uh, but then I have War Room, which is just like a free. It's like a free week. Ten minutes. I can spare ten minutes. Hmm. It's a free I'm go, week. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Complex. Okay. The complex.
0: I can't type it, but you see, we know what it means.
1: Yeah. God, i did look up week. gameplay for overpass and the graphics are actually pretty impressive oh but
0: in, like i said it looks like a, it sounds like a sim one right no yeah no it's definitely like that type of game it doesn't seem like, like it'd be fun it, it seems yeah. like I mean, in, in if you're into driving and like how do i get this fucking car over that rock craggy rock i get it all right that's interesting or whatever but for you and me bless that's just not what we're looking for no mm-hmm. it's not it's not now here's a big question though if i get you code you're still gonna play war room
1: yeah, because I'll let you know
0: I'm playing all three of these fucking
1: games. <laughs> There's not a chance I'm yeah, not playing all three of these games. I might games still yet. play Snakey Bus anyway.
0: All right, I'll try to get us codes for all three of them and get us in there and make sure yes. we know what's going on. Um, blessing. Greg. We've, we have a post show to do, of course. We do. But we have good questions. We have the greatest hits as well. We, we, could, and we can always let the greatest hits cook. The greatest hits. We put on the show... You know, uh, we brought it back, and we didn't know what we were getting into. And I feel like every time we get to the greatest hits, it keeps moving because we've had such a great discussion already in the show. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, you know, what's going on there? Do we need to do it again? Let's hmm. say we. I'm gonna. I want the greatest hits. To take a hike for this week, all right? All right. Instead, I want to get a reader mail here, all right? Jordan Deeb writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says hey greg and blessing last week when discussing the 2016 game uh the best game of the decade or best game of 2016 for game of the decade blessing talked about how his favorite sets slash levels in any video game one of his favorite and there's a bit of uh words missing here one of his favorite sets slash levels in any video game was the crumbling tower from uncharted 4 This got me thinking about how my favorite level from Uncharted 4 was the final sword boss fight between you and Rafe, and specifically his monologue where he recounts the first Uncharted 3 games to Nathan Drake himself while coming at him with a sword. I posted these positive thoughts on the Kind of Funny Facebook group and realized not everyone thinks this is a good level slash boss fight. People mainly complained about a new mechanic being introduced just for the fight and it mainly being a quick time event. So I wanted to hear your take on this debate. Is this a good boss fight or a bad one? This is all in good fun, and I love having these discussions with the kind of funny best friends. Blessing at Aoye mm-hmm. Jr., the final fight between Rafe and Nathan Drake <laughs> in Uncharted 4. Good or bad.
1: Yes. Bad. Uh, but not bad. Like I'm, I'm not gonna say bad. I'm gonna say just not good. Like I'm I'm of the mind of similar to what Jordan Deeb is, is talking about uh, from the other people that 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 um that had things to say about the boss fight, right? Like I yeah. I am not a fan of new mechanics being introduced at the end of the game. Uh and I'm also not like quick time events. I feel like context is everything cuz some quick time events I can be down with. But sure. certain ones when when it is like a boss fight kind of deal or you you're trying to create these cinematic moments and it's a thing of okay, let's have a boss fight but also like let's make it cinematic and you do that through quick time events. I don't necessarily love that. Um and so yeah, like I the the final boss fight between Wraith and and I guess these are spoilers for Uncharted 4. Um
0: the, the yeah, Rafe PlayStation <laughs> Session game of the month, don't forget, probably in April. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, the Wraith, the Rafe, Nathan Drake confrontation, I feel like overall, I I barely remember the intricacies of it, of like how it worked at this point. Like it just was just not, it was just non-memorable for me, aside from the fact actually I won't give details about like what they were doing or why or whether they were fighting or anything like that. But the whole the the context around the fight, I recall, the actual details of like what the what you were doing like like the new mechanics they introduced they introduced yeah. just did not stick in my brain which tells me that it was just wasn't something that I, I
0: it wasn't a good time for me boss fights especially final boss fights are so hard to they know. are and i don't mean just an uncharted which has struggled as well like the boat at the end of uncharted 1 where it's like hide behind some boxes and then run up and fucking punch them has You're there like, ha- this, is a, this is this is a question I'll ask. Has there been a good uncharted last boss fight? I'm thinking about it right cuz I like here's my thing is that I have let's start at the end here with the Wraith fight in Greg Miller's interpretation of it, right? I remember it doesn't stand out to me now that you've brought it up and we're having the conversation right and like you know jordan wrote in and i read about it earlier today i thought about it and i remembered it right i remember the sword fighting and i remember the fire and i remember what's going on around it like you're talking about i do Mm. remember him yelling stuff from the past about it which i thought was cool do i remember the actual like moment-to-moment combat yes but not for good reasons i remember on crushing i remember on crushing trying to platinum this fucking game and the fact that I think you have to memorize. There's, It's very like you have to not only memorize his pattern, but when he does something very specific, you have to do something and you have like a fraction of a second. And I remember like being so fucking frustrated with beating that game on crushing and that very specific moment to end it. Playing it the first time, I remember it being... And you say, is, has there been a good one? This, do, this does not go uh, in my favor in terms of... I, I don't wh- Why can't I remember the Uncharted 3 boss fight? I remember Uncharted 1 on the boat. Run up, punch the guy. That sucks. I remember Uncharted 2. I'm Lazarevich. I'm going to eat blue sap, and you're going to run around a tree and shotgun me. Fucking terrible. Uncharted 3? Was it a... Uh, I fight... Oh, I fight... A, um, was a horror I, thing? You fight Talbot, right? And then the whole thing's collapsing, and there's like a knife fight there's a nice fight the whole thing's collapsing you get out the last second it collapses it's and again not memorable who cares and so then you get to uncharted 4 i remember uncharted 4 being the best of the bunch because and this is on my normal playthrough it introduces it wraps it up in story and then made it i thought visually interesting because i do remember the sword fight being visually interesting about it. yes but it is that thing that i just don't i agree that i hate traditionally hate when video games drop hey you've built this you've gone this entire game and been a badass and now we're gonna drop you into a boss fight where we're giving you new mechanics so you're gonna lose a bunch of times and get frustrated i hate that shit it's one of the reasons i think uh western rpgs work so well for me in terms of that where assassin's creed I feel amazing in Odyssey at the end when I'm fighting things. Cause I know h- how Cassandra moves and I know how to dodge. And I know I'm not suddenly like given a fucking cannon that I'm running around shooting at something. Right. Like mm. I'm doing, unless I'm in the boat, but you know what I mean? Like I'm doing something that makes sense here. Uncharted's gameplay. I just don't think lends itself to that. Cause Uncharted yeah. is just running and shooting and running and covering and stuff. Right. Even like, you know, division has uh, running and cover cover is shooting. Right. But, and like the boss fights are memorable because either joe Farrow's yelling at you or he's got a cool outfit or something like that like for uncharted a game that's trying to be as cinematic as possible i think uncharted 4 does the best job it can for sure
1: like i think uncharted 4's last boss fight is definitely the most memorable out of any of them but when it comes down to the gameplay of it i i guess where it kind of falls apart to me and i I think the thing for me is that i'm not necessarily like of the mind that Every game needs to have a final boss fight, and I th- and I think you look at a game like Last of Us, an- another Naughty Dog game, and that game didn't have a final boss fight. Like, there's a there's there's a certain fight that I can you can probably like put in that category of like this was like the last big fight in the game, but there's not like a final boss or anything. Like that game, you we go through those final moments, and it is instead of a final boss fight, or instead of like this big build up to this yeah. uh this mechanical like we're gonna introduce a new mechanic, and now you're gonna have to fight this guy or whatever, right? It it it, it it builds up to its final moments, and it punctuates it with emotional res- resonance and and um, like tension in the story, as opposed to like making the player fight through this thing. Like final final boss fights, and probably most games are like the bane of my existence. Totally, I, I don't understand- like, well, I don't Why understand-
0: do we need this? Why did we want? Well, who wanted this? Who wanted it to yeah. be like?
1: Like even Doom Eternal, which is uh, w- like one of my favorite games of the year so far. Like I get to the final boss fight there, and I'm like, okay, sweet, a final boss fight that I'm just gonna I'm gonna struggle through that, and I'm not gonna say anything about what it is, but it's just one of those things where it's like I don't necessarily want to do this unless it's something that's really cool or something that brings everything together in a really nice, really nice way. The most recent boss fight that I played that I thought was incredible uh, was Astrobot Rescue Mission. Like that final boss fight yeah. takes all the mechanics that you learned throughout playing the whole game and implements them super cleverly in this final boss fight that is basically a gauntlet of everything you've learned and it doesn't do it in an obnoxious way it doesn't do it in a way where it's like oh yeah we're just turning the difficulty way up like it's not that it is just hey what you've learned throughout the whole game we're just going to put it to the test and that's it and you're going to have a fun time it's going to be this big grand thing and it and it, and it was the same like we're going to create a big moment like we like like they do in the, at, at the end of the Uncharted games or at the end yeah. of Uncharted Four, right? Like the, this this cool set piece moment, and they do that in Astrobot. Uh, and the way the the way in which they, they pull everything together and make it not not introducing anything new, taking what you've done, contextualizing it in a way that ma- that makes sense, and making it fun, like that. That's it, and I think they pull it off.
0: Yeah, it's the culmination of everything, right? That's that's yes. and that's what I'm saying with you know like in a, the Odyssey fights, right? Of like it's a culmination of what I've learned and perfected over the hours of the gameplay. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, for an Uncharted to be dropped in there and like, what am I, I? I hate it when I'm playing a boss fight and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Like this isn't going the way it's supposed to. I'm clearly not doing what you want me to do, which is frustrating me and also then making me look like a moron in this game I've played forever. And it's what I always talk about is like how many games fucked that up and they're the last moments you have with it are pure frustration. Cause you're just like, well, this isn't even what the fucking game was. I, I I didn't play this kind of game. I was playing a different kind of game and now it's this game and I don't want this. Yeah. Yeah. No good. I'm with that. Blessing. Great. We ask people to write into patreon.com slash kinda funny games where you can get the show ad free along with the post show we do and give us their PSN profile to, in hopes of being the PSN profile of the week. Today's comes from the Portland Kevin. The Portland Kevin wrote in and says hi Greg and Blessing. I present my PSN profile for, you, for your approval and mockery, sirs. Uh, the PSN name is Toaster Bunny. All one word. Toaster Bunny. Uh, I've been going for the Vanquish Platinum Trophy on PS3 during this quarantine. I played the game back in 2011, and every few years I attempt to finish Tactical Challenge 6. The Tactical Challenges are notorious for keeping players from earning the Platinum, especially number 6. Earlier this week, I finally fucking did it. My heart was pounding as that gold and then platinum trophy popped and I immediately synced my trophies to make sure I had it on my account. Uh, The game now is my longest platinum at eight years and seven months. Jesus. This very proud trophy now sits alongside Dead Space 2 Plat and both Shadow of the Colossus plats, PS3 and PS4. Also, you may notice that my 10,000th trophy is the Bloodborne Platinum uh, and I earned it on the 10th anniversary of trophies being implemented July 2nd, 2018. I did notice that, Portland Kevin, and I do really appreciate you did it on the anniversary. I'm going to get my 10,000th platinum on July 2nd, 2018. That's pretty that's dope, 10-year anniversary. Whoa, July 2nd, that's my birthday. Wow, bless yeah maybe we'll be able to do that for me Uh, (laughs) of course kevin has already pulled up looking at psnprofiles.com a great website you should support you can see toaster bunny here uh bios says pizza uh we're currently 47 uh in psn trophies uh, and total trophies is 11,832 uh most recent platinum is vanquished behind that Oxenfree, donut county near goat simulator a minute jared petty's happy somewhere uh metal gal god of war ink explosion uh, platinum that is cheap uh-huh. and drove me away because i hated it so much the game uh trying three another metal gal god of war three remastered a hat in time another explosion 2064 read memories and so on got mul- uh-huh. multiple dagger I, hoods in here philip so back
1: to, back to the conversation of me getting uh getting my two platinums this year i'm looking at uh the vanishing of ethan carter who who he got uh in what five hours and three minutes
0: yeah. Oh wait, no. Is that a platinum or is that just a hundred percent? I have right now. I'm looking at just his hundred percent, or just his platinum. You're looking at something uh, different. So I can't tell you what you're looking at.
1: At toaster, at that the okay. No, never mind. It's a hundred percent. The vanishing Ethan Carter that toaster buddy got.
0: Wait, are we looking at the same profile? Yeah, we are. Okay. I'm just. I was trying to search for something. That's all. Calm down. Gotcha, gotcha. Don't get gotcha, in my gotcha. face about it. Gotcha. Is that right, Ethan Carter?
1: The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. What was the no movie, platinum. Kevin? I'm gonna need your help on this. What was the uh... Ethan Hunt? No, no, close. Thank you. The other one, the John somebody Carter. from Mark John, John Carter, Carter? Mars.
1: Wow, it was the second guess. All right, we got it.
0: Yeah, you're there, Kevin. We're yeah. right there. We're sunk up today. You know, I
1: watched it. I didn't hate it. I mean, it wasn't. I, I
0: like that movie too. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but yeah, Sorry, going.
1: Oh, I didn't say I liked it. <laughs> I said, wait, no. oh. oh knows the wrong button there.
0: <laughs> uh looking at his trophy cabinet as he said, yeah, right now his most his platinum that is the mo- ultra rare, only 2.53% of people have it over here is the Shadow Colossus one, followed by yeah, the Dead Space 2, uh the Final Frontier. And man, fuck you. I wanted that Dead Space 2 platinum so bad and I worked at it, but that's the one where you can only save like twice. I think, or something, and if you and to get the trophy for it, and so I did it, and I got killed in the elevators, and I played for like multiple hours and died in the elevators, and I was like, "Never again!" Hmm. Shut it off. Walked away, because you got to walk away sometimes. Plus,
1: no, uh, I feel you on that.
0: Boo, cowards.
1: Greg Miller's a coward too. Boo,
0: boo. Speaking of walking away, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of PS. I love you. XOXO. We're going to do a post show. You can get it at patreon.com slash kind of funny games, where you can give us your questions, comments, concerns, and everything under the video game PlayStation sun. <laughs> Remember peace. I love you. XOXO comes to you each and every Tuesday on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. Uh, if you like it, please consider supporting it no matter where you get it, rate it, share it, tell your friends. They they'll like it too. They'll come over and listen to people talk about PlayStation for a long time. It's fun times. Um, Get me in with your PSN profiles. Get me with your reader mail. Tell me about anything else that crazy is going on. Blessing, what else you got? Uh, Stay home. Stay home. Wash your hands.
1: Wash your hands. Be clean.
0: Stay healthy. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.
1: Boo, cowards. Bunch of cowards. Boo.